I drink your milkshake. You are listening to the Billionaire Podcast Network. Confederates, uh, fellow billionaires, thank you for joining us here at the Billionaire Podcast Network. Fill her up. We're bringing to you another episode of Double D's with DDT and Dalton. Uh, On this episode, DD and I talked about the the Taylor Swift controversy with the AI uh, smoke smoke alarms chirping. And uh, the goo- the Apple Goon Goggles and a, a smattering of other topics. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and throw this entire... I usually chop these up, uh, chop it in half and do one half on the main feed, the other half on the Patreon. But you know what? Uh, I'm feeling very uh, appreciative, very grateful of the uh, the audience the, uh, the na- right now. And so I'm going to go ahead and throw the entire thing on the main feed. This is the, the whole big bonus stuffed crust size two hours is going to be available on the main feed. So please do me a solid uh, and just go ahead and share this with everyone you know. Uh, tell people about the channel. Let's get the numbers go. Let's get the numbers pumping. Uh, you know what do what do they say? Like and subscribe. Is that bad? Like, should I not ask people to do that? I, I like I that's that's such a YouTube thing, you know. The, those dopey guys who are like, be sure you know, point they point at the thing. They're like, see the th- the button down there. Like they point at it, like you don't know it's there, like you're not aware of everything that's on your screen, and so they're they're pointing like, hey, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, the 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 button here. And it's I I don't look I give y'all more credit than that I think you know that I think you know what buttons are on your screen that you can click so I'm not I'm doing it now just as an example of what they do that I don't like it's insulting it, it's it's a it's di, you know digital groveling <clears throat> which is my, you know my business strategy I guess but I try to be a little more dignified about it uh, however please like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway uh if you haven't watched this before ddt 
is a very, very good friend of mine. I've known her for probably like close to a decade now, maybe more longer than that. And she's one of the funniest people I know. She's a real brassy broad with big fat jugs. And uh, I love talking to her. Uh, she's she's very fun to talk to and very wise and uh, hilarious. So please uh, go find her on social media. Uh, I, I think her Instagram is just at DDT and go listen to her album, uh, support her. Uh, and, you know, I do these, these are more sporadic than any, anything else. I'll just like message her and be like, hey, you, you want to record something again? And she'll say, sure. And then we set something up and just sit down and let it rip, baby. And so we had a good conversation this week. Uh, we, you know, she said prior to this, please keep it. Let's just try and keep it at around two hours because the last few we've done, I think the last one we did was about five hours. <laughs> so this one is a good clean two, two hours. And I'm, I'm just throwing the whole thing up here and I'm recording this preamble uh, to let you know that this is the show you're watching is Double D's with DDT and Dalton. Even though the name of the show is in the episode description and the title, but uh, I get I get formalities and and so forth and so on and show forth and show on the Hegelian ideology of the YouTube thumbnail and the, the <laughs> yeah Slavyov teaches you how to how to build your YouTube channel. <laughs> um. Anyway, and uh, please, I'm doing. Hey, I'm putting the whole thing up for free this week. Uh, but also, please still subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash cornfed with Dalton Pruitt. We got a $5 tier, $10 tier, $15 tier, and then obviously the best one, the $25 tier. There's a tier above that, the $35 tier, which gets you access to a couple pictures of my weird feet. But I'm not active really on that, and I don't promote that one ever. I should get rid of that because I made it as a joke. The $25 tier, those where it's at, that gets you the Fraternal Order of Corn Fed decal after three months. So it is effectively $75 as a sticker. I didn't structure it that way. If it were up to me, it would ship out immediately once you subscribe. But Patreon, Patreon lets you do merch. Like you could do merch through Patreon, but anything you do, whether it's a sticker, a mug, a shirt, I guess they want to make sure that they're getting their nut on these products and that, that I don't know how, I don't know like how they decided this, but they, anything you do, they won't send out until after three months of being subscribed. So if you subscribe to the $25 tier, you will get that sticker after three months. So it's effectively $75 for a sticker, you know, but you know, it lets people know you're, you're a proud supporter or of the corn federacy. It does make you a, um, you know, a landed gentry of the, of the, uh, the corn fiefdom. And, you know, you could slap it on your back windshield and it might help you get out of a ticket. And there are a few people that have subscribed to that tier and they, they did so about three months ago. And I was talking to one of them the other day and, uh, we were, you know, he said, you know, I'm waiting on the decal. I'm going to get it. Uh, cause part of the agreement is once you get the decal, if you, you know, shoot me a picture that you got it, then we'll just have we'll have you on the show. We'll just hang out and talk to you because we're not big famous comedians. We're just guys over here, so we'll hang out with anybody. 
And so I was talking to a guy and he said, yeah, I'm like excited to come on the show. And I, you know, I hope I'm getting the decal soon because I subscribed about three months ago. And I was like, yeah, I I hope they send that out. <laughs> so I went on Patreon the other day and just to like cash out my money <laughs> just to because I need the money in my bank account. And so when I clicked the button, I actually got a notification that said merch is shipping out soon to, for the people that subscribed three months ago and that I need to wait. Uh, to cash out so that however the money works so everything goes through smoothly so you know i'm sacrificing here making sure those decals get out <laughs> i'm i blood sweat and tears over here to make sure them things get to you if you got them um also with that tier you know me i will say the here's you know the the cherry on top this is how we sweeten the pot with that with that tier if you sign up for the $25 here right away, you can DM me a list of your enemies uh, upon whom I will call for a jihad on the show. Send me a list of your enemies. They're all getting a jihad. Uh, read, you know, read aloud on the show. Jihad upon your enemies. So that's patreon.com slash cornfed with Dalton Pruitt. And this week, this show that you're about to watch or listen to, or both, I suppose if you're watching it, you're also listening to it. This is another banging, a dynamite episode of Double D's with DDT and Dalton, only on the Billionaire Podcast Network. Ka-ching! Bing, 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 did the D filler up? Yeah, I actually never understand that when people who do podcasting talk about preparing for one or editing. I mean, there is a such thing as preparation and editing. That mm -hmm. is a real thing. <laughs> you don't you don't know that, but you know. I, I'm familiar with those concepts. I know that there are people who <laughs> prepare for a show and then edit it afterward. And I'm more of a... Um, what was the I'm, I I I take like a very by, by the seat of your pants, you know. Keep yeah, I take a, like a more of a Clint Eastwood approach to podcasting. You know the way he he directs movies with very squinty eyes, very squinty know. eyes. Okay. But he also he doesn't do a lot of takes. It'll just be okay. like maybe two takes at most for a mm -hmm. scene. So he's just yeah. Well, he's a, he is an uh, an older gentleman. He doesn't have much time left. Yeah, so. but he's he's been directing for a long, long time. Like he's made yes, he a bunch of, he's made some good movies too. Like he's mm -hmm. he cranks out so many that every now and then he lands on a pretty good one. Yeah, I don't even pay attention. I don't know when the last time I saw a movie that Clint Eastwood was involved in. I cannot. Well, the the granddaddy of them all, the go like is Gran Turismo is Gran Torino. <laughs> the Gran Torino, yeah, I've seen that. One. I've definitely seen that. One. Gran Torino uh, rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and squinty eyes abound. Yeah, um, and um, I've I, I've heard I haven't seen it, but everybody tells me I got to see Richard Jewell. They say Richard Jewell is good. I mean, Rich Bridges of Madison County was pretty weird. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, Richard Richard Jewell was that guy who got fingered for the finger uh, in the butthole. In the butthole, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, fingered in the you know criminals like the the fbi thought that he was the dude the guy who did the olympic bomb yeah 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 i, I know who richard jewel is yeah and mama's it turns, boy. Yeah, it turns out boy. 
Yeah, it turns out he was just like kind of a fat idiot who really wanted yeah. to be a cop. He was another special little man. He was yeah. a, a bomber. Yeah, that actor is really good. Paul Walter Hauser. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's but I, get... Actually, did I see that? I feel like I did see that, actually. I, I've never seen I've seen him in a I bunch of I... stuff. He's very good. He's one of the top, you know, new uh, great character actors. Paul Walter mm-hmm. Hauser. Never can have enough of those. Yeah, sort of a, a Philip Seymour Hoffman level. If you will. <laughs> yeah. If you will. Um, yeah. Without you... the heroin, I hope. No, he's too fat for. I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman was honestly kind of fat for a heroin addict. He was a chubby man, at least yeah. around the chin, the chin area. Yeah, rest his soul. There's, there's those guys happen every now and then where you get like a fat yeah. coke and heroin addict. Right there, there's your your John Candy. Was John Candy on the coke? No, I think he maybe, but he was on. Was he was he just on alcohol? like cheeseburgers. Oh, God bless <laughs> him! What a beautiful man. He's he's uh, incredible. You know, he's like my one. Do you have like a a weird one off crush, like somebody who's not your type at all, like celebrity crushes? Like, I don't know why, but I fuck you. Do you have somebody like that? I don't know, Janelle Monae. John Candy, Jan- well, Janelle Monae is gorgeous, but John Candy, but she's black. Like, and, and a black woman would never have you. You're correct. But <laughs> does, um, Puerto, does Puerto Rican count? Yes, they're part uh, of the. Well, diaspora. then, then I've had sex with a black woman. <laughs> a blackish woman. She might have mm. been more Italian. Uh, but uh, John Candy is like my weird one-off. I don't know why, but I fu- I fuck you. Like John Candy was always like dumb hot to me. I don't know what it was. Right. But he gave me something. <laughs> he i mean well he's he had that very like dude quality not like just like uncle buck he was so hot in uncle buck to me it was so yeah. very sexual about and the great outdoors i would have fucked that out of john king yeah even before you get to how funny he is he just has that like old school hot. midwest man quality where it's like he's he's fat as shit but he's he's a man man <laughs> he's like, a man he's, yeah he's a pretty cool guy I don't know what it was about John Candy, but he could get it. He's funny, and he would have he would have gone on to do some pretty cool acting like that. His role in JFK is really interesting. Yeah, I hate that he's one of the ones we lost. It seems like all the good ones seem to go. Unfortunately, like why did the Lord have to take Bernie Mac? Didn't he have taken Steve Harvey instead? <laughs> or Deal no. or any any. No. Other. Well, Dio, I kind of like Dio some days, and then some days I don't. We, we I go half and half look, with Dio. I would trade any of the other ones for Bernie Mac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if I had to choose, I would it definitely would, pick Bernie. Yeah, it would be it would be like if if Ron White died, I'd I would be like, why couldn't like, it? Have been why couldn't it be Jeff? Why couldn't it be Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Why wasn't it Jeff? It is. It is. It is kind of funny that there is like a bizarro kings of comedy. There's like a just a white redneck kings of comedy, and it's the the blue collar comedy tour. I mean, it is. It has its value and its merit. I of course love Ron White. Uh, I even enjoy Bill Engvall from time to time. I find him to be a uh, funny in a dad way, and I can deal with that. Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy and Joe, Larry the Cable Guy just can't, but. I miss those kinds of guys though, because you don't you don't see that that often. What gimmicky yeah. guys? You mean? You, yeah, just you just like find me a redneck. You know, you like, miss you miss catchphrases. Consummate performers who are consistent, maybe not necessarily geniuses, but, but you miss catchphrases. You miss catchphrases. Yeah. yeah, 
the uh, perfunctory stand-up comedian is what you miss the the stand-up punch man i guess i mean ron white always stood out i i loved those dvds when i was a kid and he was always the one where it was like oh he is like so far above all of these guys like by a country mile say above, but he was the one that i only one that i really liked I, he was he was always better than them he was always like gonna... the I don't get into to value judgments of anybody, but I did always like him a lot better. He he really stood out as like a sore thumb on that sketch show they had. He clearly oh, didn't. Sure did he did not show. want to be there. It was a sketch. It was very short lived. Wasn't it, it was it the have... bl- blue collar comedy show, yeah, and it was, it was very short lived. It was those four and like Gary Anthony Williams. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Gary Anthony Williams. My he guy. was he was their like token black guy on that. Show. He was well, the he was the Jim always... Ca- he was the Jim Carrey of the blue collar comedy show. Jim, Jim Carrey was not a token white guy. He was very funny, but of course they did need a white man to make fun of. So yes, on uh, yes. he had to be in on the joke sometimes. But I mean, he he really you know knocked it out of the park. A lot of it's, sometimes lot. I felt like Jim Carrey hated white people more than anybody else. I don't know. It just felt like that. Like he just made fun of white people be- way better than anybody else ever could. Yeah, uh, he he really did. He did really he well on that show. Like he was like perfect for that show. Like did did, did you ever see the like the Vanilla Ice thing they did? Of course, I've, I've seen every episode of In Living Color at least ten times, at least if not more than that. Yeah, um, I I got the DVDs a lot as a kid at Blockbuster. We had that Blockbuster pre Netflix where it was like, well, they used to show it on FX, like they had reruns of it on FX for years. Yeah, would well, you remember Blockbuster had a subscription service before Netflix? Where well, yeah, it was right before they closed, wasn't it? It was right before yeah. they went out of business. They started the subscription service. So you would pay like a monthly fee and then just go mm. check. You could like check something out and then like bring it back the same day mm. and just get something else. Yeah. And so I remember yeah, that get, was very getting uh, In Living Color DVDs a lot. <laughs> yeah, I just used to watch an syndication almost every night on FX. Every single night I was watching it. Because yeah. it was the last thing that was on FX because there was a time where TV where TV used to go off. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. back in those days where TV used to out. yeah, back in like the 70s, it would literally just go away. <laughs> Not the they would play the, the national late. they this would play the, the 90s. Na- I know, but like the evolution yeah. was they would play the national anthem and then right. the TV was off. No more TV. And on FX on FX they used to whistle it. I remember. Yeah, they, was, and they then, would whistle the national anthem and then paid programming would start. That yes, that was when when we were kids. It was it wouldn't go. It wouldn't just be like the picture of the Indian or whatever. Right. You, you know, it was just like would, go to sleep. Yeah, the, <laughs> it was like go to bed, read a book. TV bitch. shows were TV shows were over for the night, and then it was infomercials. <laughs> it was just hours and hours of. You know, cook cookware and right. Uh, some, every man of vegetable chopper and salad drainer and some man of weight loss supplement and mm-hmm. diet master, whatever the fuck. Yeah. So you had no choice but to go to sleep or be I used to, uh, entertained by paying programming, which I found very entertaining. I used to try and find the ones you could like jack off to, like the like the Adam and Eve infomercials or the like the sex toy ones. There was like some channel. How would one jack off to this? Dalton? I guess How just like one jack off to this. It was it was very suggestive. It would just be like two women in their like forties and fifties 
talking about the jackrabbit very suggestively and so just uh, just in my mind's eye imagining two menopausal women uh masturbating with a vibrator you had a very vivid imagination as a child don't the, yeah this was pre this was like before we had a uh, high-speed internet so it was that and then I there mean, was, you didn't have you didn't have the cinemaxes and the hbo's free weekend here and there you know oh well because we had like the you know the the softcore porn on cinemax and hbo like the real sex and shock video and no we didn't you know, have that softly was... from paris and emmanuel I would watch like the sex toy infomercials and then I think Comedy Central would even do like these like two or three hour blocks of like girls going wild infomercials. Oh, they sure <laughs> did. And yeah. I was not definitely not a fan of those. Uh there was all also the USA Up All Night. Like USA Up All Night used to have some very racy softcore porn films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. And I used to <clears throat> I used to watch like I would have the, I would have the TV set to, you know the uh, with like direct TV like those cable packages. Yeah, you get the jump. You can have the you, jump. You'd have button. the return button, so it's like yeah. I'm actually watching Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, right? I'm watching Nick at night. Nick yeah, at night yeah. I'm watching Roseanne. I'm, not... I'm watching Roseanne. I'm not watching Real Six Fourteen. Why would I yeah. do that? So I'd I'm be not watching, watching Taxi Cab Confessions. Yeah, I it would be I'd be watching like a Girls Gone Wild infomercial, trying to fill up like the 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 like Jacko meter in my mind, so that I had enough to work with that I could run to the bathroom and jack off. What me and my sister would do when we were watching like HBO and Cinemax late at night, we would uh we would do preliminary tests to see how quick we were on the trigger, and I'd be like, all right, set it on. Set it, set it to Nickelodeon, and I'm gonna come back in the room, and I'm not gonna tell you when. I'm gonna just come back in. You gotta hit it as soon as I turn it. Just it make sure it don't look like you did nothing. You're you're running drills. You're <laughs> we, running. Were, we ran drills. Yeah. Me. We were serious with it. You're yeah. You're you're developing contingency plans in case your parents walk in. Like that's that's what happens when you have a sibling that you're cool with. We you can you can be a united front against your parents. Yep. I never had that, but you know, whatever. I had PlayStation. Um, there you go. Better yeah. than a sibling, somebody said. <laughs> I remember one time we had we had because like every now and then DirecTV would do the free weekend where it would be like either HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, yeah, or something. Yeah. And I I do remember one night just watching the AVN Awards. Oh God! <laughs> and just like just trying to figure out a way to jack off to this to be like, well, it's, a, it's an award show. So oh, you know award. what I used to do? So back in the days of cable, like in the nineties, they would have you know you would have cable channels that were activated, but the ones that weren't purchased would just be squiggly, but you could still hear it mm-hmm. and kind of see it. And we had and Playboy TV and Spite in the Spice Channel. They were squiggly. So I would watch the squiggly ones. And sometimes it would like, you know, straighten yeah. up to where you could see what they were doing, but you could still hear everything. So that's what I would watch. I would watch the Spice Channel, the squiggly. Yeah. The squiggly lines. Hell yeah. Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing that at other people's houses who had yeah. that kind of set up. Um I do remember, you know, the early days of like computers and the internet, at least in our house. 
like the the first time I had access. What a, what a terrifying and exhilarating time to be alive. It was awesome. It was great. <laughs> it really felt it was, like I felt like Magellan. Like it felt like we were. <laughs> we really were doing stuff. We yeah, were we were like some pioneers. Because <laughs> we <laughs> I I remember the first time I had access to a computer alone in a room. Oh God. <laughs> and I just remember sitting at the computer uh, and like dialing up. So it was like a 24k modem or whatever. Mm-hmm. We had was somewhat people PC, one of those like CDs they email they mail you, yeah, like, a, like an actual yeah. CD. And uh, I I remember like sitting down and just going to Google and typing in boobs, <laughs> <laughs> and just just waiting for it to load. <laughs> like here we go, dude. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. No, but I I remember it was me and my cousins. It was we were all just gathered around the uh, computer screen, and we encountered for the first time the most terrifying thing in the world—a pop-up ad. But it was mm. like the giant. Remember when the giant pop-up ads would take out the whole, take up the whole screen? Oh yeah, they would. It would scare the shit out of you. How to get out of it? I'm gonna get my <laughs> ass beat. I just tore up the damn family computer. <laughs> I was trying- and we we were scrambling around the room, just like we. Oh it was just because it was a um, it was like a big pop up ad for like a porn site. Oh, and yeah. it just took over the whole screen. It was just a big naked blonde white one with big titties, just like uh. <laughs> yeah, we lost our fucking minds. We yeah. thought this is it. This is how we die. I couldn't this imagine. Is, this is I couldn't imagine it. like being that age now. Like, oh, ima- no, no. <laughs> yeah, because I I got the tail end of it. Like, it was like my senior year of high school when porn started to become more ubiquitous. When it was mm-hmm. just like we, we like we were all getting access to it. Yeah, Pornhub came out by the time I was in college, maybe like one of my early. Because Pornhub came out what like early two thousands. I don't know. Those porn sites have been around a lot longer than you realize, but I think getting access to them took a while for a lot of the country. Because, I mean, where I grew up, it was so limited. Because like a lot of the a lot of the internet companies didn't really service where I lived. So, oh, okay, yeah, you were out in the sticks. Yeah, so we were, you know, we were very limited to what we were able to so do. So, what you had, HughesNet? What the fuck you had? Like we had. I mean, for the longest time, it was just dial-up, and then eventually we got some sort of, like, DSL broad. I can't even remember what company it was, but eventually we had something that was, like, worked, where it was like, okay, I can watch, like, I could finally look up The Girls Gone Wild uncensored. Right, and I don't have to wait for it to buffer for three hours. Yeah. Because that was uh, our early days. We were on dial-up, too, of course, before broadband even existed. And it was just the dial-up. And it's like a, oh, yeah. I'm going to sit here. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm up late. The parents are asleep. I got three hours. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Now, it. now I'm like, it, I'm shown porn against my will now. Like, just being yeah, on. all the time. Just being on Twitter, especially, like, the way I've curated my feed, do, doing what I do, doing what I do. With the the titty videos, I've I've attracted Absolutely. I've attracted You've the attention. Attracted yeah, I've attracted more titties to me, like moths to a flame. I'm the titty flame, and that's and, what they call manifestation. You have to manifest the titty. Yeah, so I'll just be scrolling, and I'm just like hit with titty after titty, bare <laughs> breast a lot of the time, and I'm like, man, I don't really want to be horny right now. I'm trying to well, work. you know that is the only thing I miss about Twitter now X. 
because uh, I deleted the app as soon as the uh, icon changed to an X. I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. And I deactivated. But then after, you know, a couple of weeks, I realized, I was like, oh, wait, that's where all the good porn was on Twitter. There is some good porn there. That's why. Damn. God damn. I I had a fucking terrifying week with Twitter this week because I got, uh, my shit got suspended. Um, you, you got suspended? Is it for your titty twisters? No, that's not, that was not an issue. It was when the, the, um, people were getting upset about those Taylor Swift AI pictures that were co- going around. Um, there was Twitter Swift AI. See, I don't be on white people's Twitter. So I don't know what y'all be doing over I, there. From what I understand, I don't know the exact origins, but it seemed to have gotten pinned on this one account, Zoo Bear, ZV Bear. And he's some like Somali immigrant living in Canada. And he just does horny posting 24-7. Like he's interesting. He's this black guy who has like a white girl fetish and he just posts like pictures and videos of white girls with big tits and he's like milkman how we feel about this one and he has like eighty thousand followers <laughs> and so okay. he started sharing well, it sounds these... like he does what you do it's it's less eloquently yeah it's very crass it's crude yeah, very very, less very rudimentary uh <laughs> a very low know. brow yeah low uh, it's a low brow look i'm the marx brothers he's three stooges <laughs> Of, right. of gotcha. titties you know what i mean gotcha. um and i get you know we both have our uh serve our purpose we both have our place in the titty space <clears throat> right um gotcha. so but these these pictures start going around uh these like very detailed uh high res a graphic picture uh, art digitally rendered by artificial intelligence these uh sort of like uh, very detailed caricatures of Taylor Swift in various sexual situations. Mm. Uh, the big ones that were going around were her painted red, nude. The um, <clears throat> suggested suggestion being that she's getting tag teamed by the entire Kansas City Chiefs. Well, because I just I was just enlightened to the conspiracy theory concerning Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And the the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. Um, is it in any relation to that, or is it just people no, Taylor Swift? It was it was just somebody game? somebody doing a goof, somebody making these like AI pictures, like cartoons of, and they were very like intricate. They were like definitely high quality. I don't know what program they were using, but they they were well done. They looked, uh, you know, she still had like twelve fingers, but. You right, know, of course. they they certainly <laughs> were uh, graphically impressive, but still, you know, not they didn't look like re- they didn't look real. It was obviously um, like a digital rendering. Like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know what the right word like cartoon, animated, like a drawing, yeah, a painting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's still terrible. Well, I don't understand how people's minds work. I don't know why they would interest anybody, but okay. There was one. There was one. There's really one a funny one. Where it was her laying on a bag of trash, getting back shots from Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> Come on now, why would somebody do that to Taylor Swift, man? That's it fucked was, up. It was just funny, and so so that her, that's the, fucked up. That woman don't deserve that. Yeah, so the Swifties caught on to this, and they were they were causing a fuss. They were in a well, tizzy, obviously. 
and there was this so the conversation that was being had was a mat like one of consent that she didn't consent for her likeness to be used in this way and the language that was being Correct. used was like deep fakes revenge porn right all this sort all of day. language uh which is kind of a you know a misnomer for what this what these are because this is i would say that these images fall more into the realm of parody or caricature i guess but They're, it's still in such a vulgar way like it has to it's it's just you would it require is is sexual in nature so it would require consent in no, my we'll, hold on we'll get into that because it doesn't but we'll get it hold on put a pin in that because uh the it it escalated to the point where Taylor, I guess Taylor Swift was mad about it. And the fucking White House held a press conference about I mean, it could be sexual assault in the third degree. It's not. I don't think mm -hmm. I think if this ever got if this ever made its way to a court, I'll explain it here in a minute. Cause I, I had to I'll tell you what happened to me in the research I had to do. <laughs> right. That the that so the, the the current uh like press secretary the whatever her name is i keep calling her jean-luc picard I don't know what, what's her name like oh you oh you mean the haitian black lady that you yeah. keep calling jean-luc picard but pierre I don't, I, don't, I don't know her name i don't know i try not to know these people's names yeah. on purpose. so they there was a press conference held about this and there was there's a really funny account they had a press conference about taylor swift's vagina about yeah, about these pictures of Taylor Swift getting gang banged by the uh, Kansas City Chiefs or a team that looks like awful. them, yeah. Which is awful. But I, I, you know, I'll say this: in the images, she appeared to be having a good time, and everybody that was commenting on this was saying that what was being depicted was gang rape. And I, mean, I said, you wear, uh, and you said what? I said, guys, there's a distinction. This is a gang bang not gang rape. She appears to be enthusiastic about what's happening in the in these pictures now the real life Swift herself but Taylor Swift herself did not consent to these images being sure created. but the in real life yes the real Taylor Swift probably takes umbrage with this but the images the, like it has to be some type of sexual assault because it's, it's distribution of images of a sexual nature uh using the likeness of a person who did not consent to their well, likeness being we're gonna in get hold on we're gonna get into that because here's what happened mm -hmm. so uh Oh, and there was there was this really funny account, Uncle Doomer, who posted something where he said, uh, "You ever shit post so hard the White House has to hold a press conference?" No, no, I don't. <laughs> it was so funny. So i I was paying attention to this, and I was thinking, like, it's really strange that of all the like insane stuff that gets like disseminated on the internet, specifically. This is what gets the government's attention and causes them to start talking about legislation in this way. And then, like, everybody's, like, talk, upset about this. Fucking, like, SAG-AFTRA, like, the all the Hollywood people that were against, that wanted to use AI to do what they were doing, that the whole strike was about, were now, like, talking about the dangers of AI and how it needs to be restricted. Well, no, but that's what the strike was about in the first place. The actors were striking against the rampant use of AI against right. will. Right, I know that, but I'm saying, like, the Hollywood people that want to use AI... Oh, like the studios, the executives. We're saying, like, the, that, like yeah. talking about how dangerous this is, and it was like, well, you motherfuckers were pretty on board with using this a few months ago. 
Uh, so Taylor Swift has that kind of power and influence. So I, uh, I don't really, I've never really used AI that much. So I, da- I downloaded one of these apps and was just playing with it. And so I typed in <clears throat> pregnant Taylor Swift and it was, it was creating some pretty cool shit. It was making some really fun pictures. Did you make a pregnant porn for Taylor Swift? Did you? It was not pornography. Pregnant Taylor Swift getting gangbanged by the Kansas City Chiefs. Is that no, what you typed in? No. Okay. Uh, okay. A lot of them were. I just because they have like different filters. So like one of the filters on one of the apps I use just says Halloween. So it does like horror theme stuff. So I right. typed in for that. There was like one I typed in where I just went pregnant Taylor Swift and Donald Trump. And it it made a really fucked up picture where it's like sounds like it would be like she's laid out on a hospital like a broken hospital bed on the floor and Donald Trump is like tending to her and her pregnant belly is exposed and for whatever reason they're both covered in blood and I I probably I probably generated like fifty just like pregnant Taylor Swift pictures. Like, I'm not even one of those alarmist type of people when it comes to technology, but I feel like AI is going to kill us all. Just saying. I feel like it's going to be the end of us. Lord will. In, in, Lord will. Inshallah. <laughs> uh, but I was, I was like, posting. I was just, like, having fun, post, like, shit posting and trolling with these pictures I was making. So, up. were you, so you were shit posting and trolling with the pornographic pictures? No, nothing pornographic. Oh, okay. Just really demented photos of Taylor Swift okay. she's pregnant. Gotcha. Clearly okay. animated, like clearly like painting, like made to resemble like a painting or something. Gotcha. And so I had I was having fun with this and I went to sleep, you know, I was honk shoe, honk shoe, you know, I slept. And I woke <laughs> up the next day and opened up Twitter and w- saw this notification. It was like your account has been permanently suspended. And that's good for you. You leave and, that woman alone. Leave that, leave and so that skinny I, yeah. white girl alone. And so I looked at my email and it said, like, your account's been suspended because you, like all these reports came in that you were sharing like her like sensitive images that like whatever the language they used was not what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like I was just doing like parody cartoons. Mm-hmm. But they seem to be disturbing to by your they own were demented. And so so mm-hmm. I, you know, I was freaking out because I was like, I need this account. I need this to do what I'm doing. <laughs> like I have too big a following to try and build did this. You, back. Did you protest? I fought this tooth and nail because I I had to do the research on this. So it goes back to 1988. Uh, okay. Hustler Magazine Incorporated versus. Oh God! Are we talking Fall- about Larry Flint versus Falwell? Landmark yeah. Supreme Court that, decision. That, um, it was for um an ad for Campari, wasn't it? Something like it was a parody that Hustler yeah, printed. Yeah, it was a parody thing, and they talked about him having sex with his own mother. I remember that. Yes, and so because right, I read the whole thing, <laughs> the Supreme Court that. ruled in favor of Hustler magazine. Larry Flint and said that yeah. parody, parody, even parody, created with the intention to cause emotional distress, is protected by the First and Fourteenth Amendments of the Constitution of these United States. So. I sent probably 15 emails to Twitter, just like appealing okay. this. And I was just harass I, I created an alternate account just harassing Elon Musk. Like everything he posted just in the comment section, like, hey, you fucking D word ass looking motherfucker. Fuck you. Where's my account? And I was like making videos and all this stuff. And then um 
I was like legitimately freaking out. I was like, damn, I'm like very stressed about this. Well, this is uh, why I'm glad I have a real job because I don't have to go through all this bullshit. I have a real job, but I'm also well, not real but, enough. But I have a real job. I'm a rock star at my not job. Real. Not um, real enough, baby. But you know, miracles happen. Happy justice and freedom prevail. So reinstated. It was reinstated today. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had a great day on Twitter today. Tons of new titty videos. Everybody was very happy to see me back. Uh, so you know, you, My, for, I guess now you have the validation you seek on poor Taylor Swift's back. Yeah, uh, I learned my lesson. Don't even touch that bitch. I'm not fucking going <laughs> after that anymore. <laughs> this is not even worth it. Yeah, but I don't know why you didn't know that already. Taylor Swift is is literally America's sweetheart. Why would you? They've they've elevated her to like Muhammad status. Like I got hebdoed. I got fucking. Yeah, well, why would you even in, endeavor? To to parody or malign such a woman, you you can't you can't win over there. Uh, you just can't. Yeah, I guess that's true. I didn't realize that that was the case because like, you go on Twitter and there's like, you see like fifty videos of people getting like their heads cut off and you know shot and dying and. Yeah, I, saw I was one... never on that Twitter. So. Oh yeah, Elon's Twitter is fucking nuts. I was never on that. Twitter, I, there, and I there's. Don't there's so many accounts now that have like hundreds of thousands of followers. They're devoted to just like fucked up video, like old, like rotten.com. Rotten.com. That's exactly yeah. what I say. This sounds I like saw one. I didn't want to see this. It was just on my For You page where it was a video of a guy trying to kill himself. He jumps off a building, and what you see is the body coming down. He lands ass first on a bollard. Like, you know, one of those like poles in the ground that stop so you don't run your car into a building. Yeah. Ass first on a bollard, and it goes all the way up his ass and like uh, <sighs> impales him up his ass. And I was like, "Yo, I ain't want to see this shit." To it's nine a.m. I'm not trying to see this right now. And that's your karma. You shouldn't have been posting that weird shit about Taylor Swift. They might not think you like that, but I've never, I've never had anything like that on any for you page that. That I've ever seen, but I don't engage with that uh, dark demonic type of material. I guess at all. so. I learned my lesson with riding.com. I uh, never again. Yeah. Never again. I don't know how the For You page works because, like, my. It's most algorithmic. Of, most of what it's... I look at is just titties and, mm-hmm. like, shit posting, like, troll accounts. But. I'm not I'm not looking for gore videos. No, you don't have to be. Like I'm never looking for specifically uh like they'll show me weird Asian stuff, right? Sometimes not even weird Asian stuff, just Asian things that I wouldn't even be concerned about. But it's because I watch skincare things and then they go further into the Asian shit. It's like, no, it's not the Asians that I'm watching, it's the sense it's the skin stuff. I don't care about Yeah. Have you seen Bobo? Have you seen Bobo? Who's Bobo? Bobo. I think Who's he's Bobo? I think he's also Somalian. Somali? Somali? I don't know what the word is. Somali. He's he's a big old, he's a big tall black dude who is like an immigrant to to China. He lives in like some small village in China. Okay. He's he must very tall he, Somali man. He must be like a CCP psyop or something. Cause like I watch his videos and I'm like, yo, let China take over. This rocks. I love this guy. Cause so he's his just, name is Bobo and he's in China. He goes by Bobo and he's a big tall black dude and he speaks like fluent Chinese. 
and his TikTok is just day in the life of like him just going like waking up, brushing his teeth. He lives in his little like house in this village. He brushes his teeth and then he walks to the market to buy like a goose and some scallions and stuff for dinner. And then he comes back Global and he's speaking. Can you speak some uh um, yeah? Then he cooks up like a nice Chinese <laughs> dinner for him and his neighbors. He's like, Uncle. Uncle, we're gonna, we make, I make dinner. For, I make dinner for us, Uncle. <laughs> Why would you say it like that? I don't speak Chinese. My translation is that, Uncle. Oh I make goose dinner for us, Uncle. Stuff Does right? North Texas make anything other than mildly to severely racist white people? No. Like, does that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? What? No. I, this is why I hated Dallas. This is why I had to leave that motherfucker. I'm so glad I'm in Houston. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I just saw him. That is a very big black man in China. I had to look it up. I'm not. I'm not on social media. Like I discovered that Spotify has audiobooks, and I've barely been on social media since. Like I just. Oh yeah, I just pirate or allegedly pirate all of my audiobooks. And, oh, and of course I play Township all the time now because that's the the time of life that I'm in. I just play Township. Township. What is that? Township, you know, it's one of those weird merge games, but also you have to like build a town and raise crops and make products and all this other shit. It's like Catan, <laughs> but you know, way more whimsical and fun and wholesome. Uh, but yeah, that's what I do in my life: audiobooks and township. Yeah, and sometimes wine. Oh, and I be fucking these whole. Maybe that's what it is. I fuck too much, and mm-hmm. I thank God for dick. Because it keeps me out of a lot of trouble, I think. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's good. <laughs> Speaking of um, racists. <laughs> Speaking of racists. Speaking of racists. Did okay. you did you see the big news about Saturday Night Live this week? Oh, Shane McGillis? Shane, Shane McGill, McGillis, yeah. <laughs> Is, is it, it Shane, Shane Gillis? Shane McGillis? Shane, Shane, Gillis? Shane Gillis, yeah. Okay. He, See, and that's my racism because he's Irish. I gotta add a link <laughs> to it. You know, I gotta add Yeah, he's he's hosting in a, a few weeks and that's like... But I, I feel, I don't know nothing about this growing up. I know we talked about it before, but I didn't I didn't know of anything he did that was that terrible. No, yeah, he said, I mean, he said a slur. You know, he said some slurs. Did he say, did he call somebody a gook? What did he say? No, he said chink on a podcast. Chink, that's what it was. And it was like the the year that he got cast was like the same year that they cast Bo and Yang. Mm-hmm. And, and this they, was like at the height of the culture wars and like yes, all that it was, I did Yeah, I thought that was very weird. I thought that was very weird to to quote unquote cancel him because of of one uh minor inflection. I mean Yeah, but it was like tensions were it was literally, I think, just because Trump was president. And it was like during all of the identity politics. But they had that motherfucker on the show, so that seems very I, hypocritical. That, that to was me. always my thing. Is like I don't know what you're expecting from Saturday Night Live, but the the track record of this show is like I haven't watched it since the early 2000s. Yeah, it's, the the show has never had consistent politics. It's never even been consistently funny. <laughs> the Correct. show mostly sucks. So. Um. But it doesn't matter who's in office. They go they go at everybody. They kowtow to everybody. They kiss everybody's ass. They make fun of everybody. It really doesn't matter. They just had Nikki Haley on. They had her in the cold open this last weekend. 
So <laughs> they had fucking like Io Itabiri doing a sketch with yeah. Nikki Haley. <laughs> um, I mean, but it's what they can afford. I have no, I have no doubt in my mind that somebody is is sliding. You know, uh, what's his name, uh, Lauren? Somebody is just sliding Lauren. So look, here's a hundred thousand dollars. Put Nikki Haley on. Sure, sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. Lauren. Lauren is sort of like the the comedy version of Logan Roy. Like he's just like, <laughs> I think he more than anything, he's a he just cares about business and money. He agrees the palms, man. That's all that matters. Sure, yeah, I'll put you on. I don't give a fuck. Elon Musk, you want to be on here? It'll cost you two hundred fifty k. Sure, whatever. Yeah, come through. The, the Shane the Shane thing is is like interesting because like I knew of I knew about him. I'd like seen his stuff. I didn't know shit about him until he got canceled. Yeah, prior to him getting cast and canceled, I was aware of him. I'd listened to that podcast and had seen some of his stuff online. And then I was in the city and like he that all happened. And I like went and saw him do stand up live. Mm -hmm. And this was before he really, really blew up. But I just remember watching him do like 15, 20 minutes and thinking, like, man, this sucks. He's really good. (laughs) I was like, and that's what I've heard people that he's really funny and uh i remember even certain asian comedians in new york kind of coming to his defense yeah i was i was upset at how good he was i was like oh he's gonna be the biggest comedian on the planet i was like he's he's too fucking good and And i still haven't seen him do stand up to this day like i just i don't care enough yeah he's he's really really talented and gifted like in a way like in in that like innate way where it's like Oh yeah, you can't like develop this. This mm-hmm. is just, it's just you know, it's something you have and you don't have. Yeah. Um, and it was just like frustrating to watch. I was like, damn, dude, this is just a good old boy from middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, which I guess mm-hmm. is kind of inspiring because I'm, you know, I'm a good old boy from middle of nowhere, Texas, but I'm on a different path. Aren't we all? Mm hmm. Um, but, but shame against the fact that he's hosting your. I was there. I thought it was a joke because Gillis, gosh, I keep adding more Irish on it than there is. But I did see that and I saw a lot of stand-up comedians posted like it was like, remember when uh, Dave Grohl is going to have his own show or is producing a show on uh, HBO? It was like that. Everybody kept posting and I'm like, is this a joke? Is this actually happening or is this a joke? I I didn't think it was real when I saw the tweet. I was like, there's no fucking way. That's crazy. Is this a joke? But I, you know, he's, he's been, he's tight with Che. He's tight with Michael Mm -hmm. Che. Yeah. And he's talked about the fact that he's like kept in touch with Lauren ever since all that happened. So his star has only been rising up and up ever since then. So he's kind of like too big to ignore at this point. Right. Um, And everybody loves, people worship. It's like the thing that bugs me about him is not him himself. I will say though, when I was at, when I was at Skank Fest South and I was like unbeknownst to me, just like going crazy. Like I was mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were all in the green room and Shane has a reputation of being kind of a bully being like, mm-hmm. you know, high school jock kind of guy. Okay. So we were in the green room and he was trying to fuck with me. And I, he was like saying, he was like saying some shit to me. And then at one point he goes, he said something like you fucking pussy. Interesting. And, yeah. And I just like, I like beamed online and I looked up, I looked up at him and I go, Hey Shane, do you think you're holding court right now? Oh. And he and then he it caught him off guard because I don't think he's used to people doing that with him. Mm-hmm. And he just looked at me and he goes, What? 
and, and then I just like mean you mugged him. You heard me, bitch. Yeah, I just mean mugged him. Like <laughs> you heard me, bitch. Yeah, and so that was the end of that. And then the next day, he came up to me and he like put his hand on my shoulder and he goes, "Hey man, I just wanted to let you know, like I was just joking yesterday. Like we're cool, I'm sure right?" You were. I'm sure you were. <laughs> he was. He like legitimately felt bad about it. I was like, "Yeah, man, I don't give a shit." I, I think, uh, unfortunately, there's this thing in stand-up comedy. One of my least favorite things about it, uh, mostly with the dudes and and women emulate this as well. Uh, but there seems to be this idea that to be the the you know the king of the hill, you know, you have to be the biggest asshole in the room. Yes. Yeah, I dealt with that a lot. I was always like frustrated with that because I was like, I was like, why are we all trying to just copy Patrice O'Neill? Who, right? Why are we all trying to out asshole each other? Most people didn't even like him. Most people didn't like being around that guy. <laughs> and, you know, and I don't blame him. On stage, he was hilarious. But if I had to talk to that person, uh, <laughs> it, yeah. it wouldn't go well. It's... Yeah, it, it seems like it would be difficult to. Yeah. interact with a guy like that <clears throat> um if he if he brought that and there are certain stage personas that don't belong off stage i find so yeah and i think that a lot of times that they bring it off stage because maybe who they are as a person doesn't feel as strong as whoever goes out on stage for them and gets all the laughs and the claps and the pats on the backs and the attaboys uh and so they bring that person off stage much less entertaining <laughs> yeah <laughs> much less i think it's right. i mean a lot of it's probably just born of with like every all these kinds of people just born of insecurity it's just a bunch right. of people who are very insecure about themselves and putting up defenses defense but I think systems could, i think we could say about a lot of comedians a lot of us are just uh, very insecure about things or have been insecure about things and humor was the way that we learned to cope with it yeah yeah and so it's just um, a very, it's a very complex and sophisticated defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, calling people gay and retarded. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I gotta hurt you before you can hurt me, right? Yes. When it, like, like I've, like you learn, because I learned that too when I was young. Because if I know that people are gonna, or if I have it in my head from past trauma that people are gonna make fun of me, what I will do is make fun of you first. Mm-hmm. And I will yes. do it in a way to just shut you up for good. Yes. You're never going to want to say shit to me because you know it's going to be bad. Like, you know, like, when you come over here, it's going to be bad news and I'm embarrass you. So, it's like that defense mechanism that you build up. Being the bully first. I get that. Yeah. I try to build, I try to build up my brothers and sisters now. <laughs> they call me, They there's some people call me the white Cornell West. Is that right? You mm -hmm. don't have the hair. Yeah, I don't. I should or get the, that. Or the fun tea. You don't yeah. have any of that. I mean, I do. I do like have the same like general just unkemptness. You know, true. Just, you know, because he's like, too smart for a comb. He's too smart to care what his hair. Yeah, is, but... when you're really, really smart, you don't like worry about your like physical appearance or environment. And yeah, none of like, you ever see those like pictures of Miles Davis's apartment where it's, like it's like that meme where it's like, damn, bitch, you live like this. <laughs> <laughs> just living in abject squalor yeah and like at the height of his fame like at the height of his success he was living like a fucking like 19 year old college student his apartment was filthy <laughs> do better miles Dave. he yeah. also hit women so i'm that doesn't mm -hmm. surprise me yes and he did harold 
Man, yeah, you know, heroin will do it. I mean, we've all seen the picture of Whitney Houston's bathroom when she was on on that shit bad. Dude, so, her shit, her shit looked rough. Yeah, that was man. Bad. And um, I love me some nippy. You can't tell me nothing bad about no Whitney Houston, but that was some rough shit to see. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was really awesome. Damn, did you live like this? God, for you real? Know, yeah, we're starting to see that now with Doja Cat. Like, she'll post some pictures of her in her room. Doing whatever like weird shit she's doing. I'm like, damn, bitch, you live like this. Doja. Like, I just I can't I can't say that I want to rescue Doja, but I want to rescue Doja. Joker (laughs) she's like jokerfying herself. She She looks she looks psychotic now. Like Jared Leto's Joker, not even like the fun ones. She she got a forehead tattoo. She looks crazy. And it looks like a spell. Like I was trying to read it. Me and my homegirl was trying to figure out what it said. She said, bitch, don't say that three times. Yeah, it's so weird. It's, it's so weird because like she's she's very talented and everybody everybody wants to love her and it's almost like me included. Yeah, it's it's like she just keeps like pressing people like I dare you to still like me. And I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be here for this doja. I'm not sticking around. But one thing that I learned from a very very young age um thanks to R Kelly is that uh you know you don't know these motherfuckers in real life. If you like what they do, just like what they do and leave it at that. So I separate myself from those things. That's, he, yeah, that's what I was going to say about Shane McGillis is he seemed, he's like a decent, he's a nice guy. He's a cool dude and mm-hmm. very like community minded. Like he takes care of his people. So like, even mm-hmm. though he does the bully thing, like he's very charitable and like a good dude. Uh, but the the fans of his... Uh, they have the strangest relationship with him as fans. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they worship him. They like when he got this SNL thing, there were people acting like, th- like there was a victory for them too. And I was like, you, you guys know your lives still suck. <laughs> you still got to clock in to work in the morning. Yeah. It's like, like, you know, good for him, but you know, your Saturday got, is still going to suck. Yeah. People have this very strange, like, extra strength parasocial relationship with Shane. He he went on road the first time he went on Rogan, he wore this like $10 Walmart golf polo, just like this dopey looking like right. double double XL striped Walmart golf polo. Right with the duck head on it or something. Just yeah, <laughs> and when I when I was at Skankfest South, there was like a sea of like fat smelly dudes wearing that shirt. They had like was gone. That the one that I saw you, when I saw you. Like, yeah, like, oh, there were tons okay. of guys there who had like gone to the like Walmart's website and hunted down that shirt because they wanted to wear the same ten dollar Walmart golf polo that Shane had worn. I was like, this is crazy. But you know, I find that happens with uh with men, especially male comedians who get canceled. Like it just it just makes their audience certain parts of their audience, the male part, glom onto them even harder. Like with Dave Chappelle, you know, the way they just glom onto him and just hang on his every word. Like everything he says is gospel. Yeah. It's just, it's like that. Yeah. People, people love Shane in a, in a really like, it seems like unhealthy way. <laughs> like, it, it is. But I think it's because some of what happened to him did appear maybe unfair on his face. And that makes people even more passionate about the cause. You know what I'm saying? Tell me, yeah. you can't do that to him. That's not right. And then, I, I think actually that, being funny, it just kind of, 
you know, puts that fire under people. Like, we have to rally behind Shay and he needs our support. Yeah, I think the healthiest way to uh, engage with entertainers is to appreciate what they do. You know, if it brings you some amount of joy, like appreciate it, like, you know, have fun with it, but also maintain, you know, at minimum, a low grade contempt for their success. <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck, fuck you for becoming a millionaire doing this bullshit. I love that last movie, Rich Best. Yeah. Just like, oh, you think you, you, okay, you got to cheat the system and now you get to make like tons of money being a goof, Damn. being a goofball. Right, you think you're better than me, Erica Badu? Just because yeah. you get to be weird and people pay you for it. Yeah, you Fuck think you, you? Oh, you get to show up to your concert four hours late and still <laughs> cash the check afterward. You think yeah. you're better than me, Dave Chappelle, going to the comedy store in the middle of a mic? Yeah, so it's, you can recognize the brilliance in what they do, but also no. keep in mind, you know, fuck you for do fuck you for yeah. succeeding. <laughs> for being one of the ones that they picked out of all we, uh, we, the masses. <laughs> Yeah, we did a live stream the other day. Me and some friends. All of us, all of us, desperately reaching our hands up to be chosen. And yeah, you are. we we did a live stream the other day. Me and some friends, and we were just like ripping on Shane, just like talking shit about him. And this one girl hopped in the stream, like we had her call in, and she was upset. She was like, "Why are you guys talking shit about Shane?" And I go, first off, he's more successful than us. That's strike one." <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're already starting off behind. Yeah, it's, it's like I I try to be as honest as possible about that. Where it's like, absolutely, it, you have to. Yeah, it's I'm not trying to like disguise it as anything other than I wish I was successful. So fuck you. But I, it's it's not me. So fuck you. Yeah, because there but were, I, and I don't feel like that. I just kind of uh. I just remember that these are human beings, and that's the part that I think that's lost on people. These are human beings that are capable of fallacy, just like any any of us. You know, mm -hmm. capable of as bad as you may be yourself, and as good as you may be. That person that you lionize is capable of the exact same thing. Yeah, like they're... if if you if you a person that be digging in your booty and stuff and smelling your fingers, please believe that Tom Cruise can do it too. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise He's, be digging in his ass. You know what I'm saying? He did, he he might do that as well. So just just as as low as you're capable of capable of going, any other human being on this planet is capable of doing the same thing, including all these famous people. We just know their name more than anybody else just by effect of what they do. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah, there's nothing sure. special about them really. It's just because of the job they have, because of the work they do they're in a position of being more visible. That's it. That's it. They're not no different. In fact, a lot of them motherfuckers is weird as hell, and you probably wouldn't stand to be in the same room with them for 30 <laughs> minutes before saying, well, look, I gotta... <laughs> shit. I gotta get the fuck out of here because you were freaking me out. Um, yeah, so, I'm not, I'm not like... I, I, it's weird. Like, I'm, I, there is a part of me that's attracted to celebrity. Like, Anytime, anytime I've been in the room with a celebrity or someone who's noteworthy, there is like a magnetism to that person. And there's like the glitz and glamour of it where I'm like, damn, this is cool. But then there's also a part of me that's like put off by it where I'm like, I don't really want to like talk to this guy. You know, he, he exists in like a, just another dimension than I do. So there's no, we don't have any, you know, the, what, what are we going to talk about? Like I have $11 in my bank account. 
Right. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm really in my pocket slapping a bitch. What do we have in common right now? Yeah. But I, in those situations, I guess I'm kind of, I, I'm going to be the same person no matter what. I don't know how to be anything other than just the exact same person. And celebrities, I get so annoyed by the way other people act around celebrities that I do the exact opposite. Right. <laughs> I just can't help but just be like, yeah, I'm going to just... I'm gonna go over here where y'all can't, aren't. Can't network. You don't want to network. <laughs> no, I was you like, don't want to crowd there. around the fucking C tier headliner that's showing up at the club that weekend. You don't want to go fucking. No, I don't. Well, talk when to I Felonious Chris Monk, Reed, real, like Felonious Monk was real cool. Like I actually just sat there, and, like talked to him and kicked it with him, and it was fine. But that's because he's a real person. It's Felonious Monk. Um, the jazz I, musician? No, <laughs> he's very dead. Uh, Felonious Monk, the stand-up oh. comedian. Oh, uh, but you know, I've met people like you know Michelle Buteau, Tommy Davis. I've met people like that, and I didn't like Lunell. And I meet them, and I'm not all like, "Oh my god!" Uh, like Tiffany Haddish. I remember one night we was in Arlington kicking it with Tiffany Haddish for no good reason. But I'm not about to be in this bitch face like that. Like I'm not. Yeah. I get that. We can kick it and be cool. Like I'm not about to talk to you any different than I would talk to anybody else. Right. Dol- I remember Dolce Sloan. I remember I met Dolce Sloan for the first time. And the only time I've ever met this woman. And I'm a fan of hers. I really, really like her. And I met her and I said, Oh my God, I am so nice to meet you. I've been a fan for a while. And I said something to the effect of, but you know, obviously spitefully, of course. You know, joking. And it was like that comedian thing of we both know we two black women. We understand that people are going to be mad at the fact that you are in the spaces that you're in just because of that. But she took it as me being serious. Right. And she took it as me telling her that she doesn't deserve to be where she at. And I was like, and she went <laughs> off on me. And I was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> wait a minute. And I was so, and I was really, I was kind of drunk, so I couldn't, I wasn't in defense mode. I was mostly like, wait, I don't know what's happening. It was just like I was getting They are know, an comboed. oddly sensitive bunch, successful comedians. And she was just going hard. And I was like, wait, I wasn't trying to say it like that at all. I was, okay. <laughs> I was like, she's like, well, maybe you're just not working hard enough. I was like, whoa, I didn't, I don't know what She's we... probably right about that. I mean. You probably aren't working hard enough. You probably do need to work harder. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> let's let's say that. But I didn't even I didn't even take it there, but she went to a different place with and I was like, all right. Cause it was like Mia Jackson, it was her, they were recording. Well, Mia Jackson recorded a special in New Orleans, and we went to the show and Dulce was there. And Mia was super cool, you know, talking to them. Like I've I've talked to a lot of comedians who are quote unquote making it. And it's just some people are different than others. Like some of them are very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like Dulce was. But other ones are real cool. Like Baron Vaughn was. And it's like you just never know what you're gonna get with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's Which a... is why I avoid them for the most part. <clears throat> yeah, can we... yeah, I try to avoid um entertainers. They they're just a very weird and tricky bunch. They're very sensitive. He, certain it's like walking into a minefield with some of them. You say things and they automatically will take offense and it's like, hold up. <laughs> I, I I didn't say nothing like that. Where did you get that from? Or they'll just be weird in general. 
and they're just going to be drug addicts and alcoholics. Mm-hmm. You just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. That always made me laugh in Dallas, like when Paul would act like that. Like, do you, you know, it's like, how successful do you think you are? Because you're not successful enough to maintain this. I really feel like that motherfucker just starts arguments with me when he drunk just so he could feel brave. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I I would see there were nights I would see him get like he, they would have to like pull him off of the stage. He was too drunk, and it's like, man, you have you have one album, <laughs> you have an album, and you headline at shitty clubs all over the country. Well, I'm not knocking him for it, for any of what his success is or where he is in his career. His career, I can't even speak to that. But you know, when you when you drink so much to where you start arguments with people who not even arguing with you. Yeah, but that that kind of like idiosyncrasy, that sort of like destructive behavior, Chappelle can get away with it. Cat Williams can get away with it. Like, but if you're just a a road dog like Paul is, it's like you kind of need to so you'd be on your p's and q's, dude. Like you're not at that. You're not at well, the level where some... you get to be a degenerate alcoholic. But I guess for somebody like me, he feels like there's no consequences in talking to somebody like me that way. Other than possibly getting knocked the fuck out. But I don't want to go to jail again, lucky for him. Mm-hmm. So I keep <laughs> my hands to myself. Um, but yeah, it's just another reason why I avoid those people a lot of times because if you... it. But it's not always the really big comedians that act like that. It's people on that level. It's like they might almost be there, but they're not quite there. Yeah. They have this weird thing that they feel like they have to prove within themselves because too, they're not up there. too big for their britches. It's this overcompensation. Yeah. This overcompensation for that distance that they are from the stardom that they crave. Yes. I mean, and I kind of, I kind of get it because, like, you have to, you have to like work so hard and get fucked over so much just to get to any sort of level where you're actually working. So, like, by the time, like, by the time you get to a place where you're like headlining shitty clubs on the road, you know, right, you, you probably feel abused to a certain extent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like hurt people, hurt people, <laughs> sort of the yeah. mentality. Definitely, definitely. Um, but I do still feel that. Uh, adult human beings need to control themselves. If you know yes. you've got a chip on your shoulder, work on that before you come out into the public. Unless you may meet a less charitable Deanna who might swing on your stupid ass and knock you on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, you know, whatever. You gotta, it, everybody, everybody trying to in, uh, get that much attention, you know, us included, be entertainers, content creators. Mm, yeah, I'm, still, a, I'm still not willing to claim that, but okay. You have a few screws loose, you know. You gotta, I don't know. I feel like I feel like my screws are mostly in place. I think I think that's why I don't do comedy as much as I used to because my screws are in place. Yeah, the more stable you are, the, yeah. If you're like getting like getting better and more stable and healthy, it's like, oh yeah, I don't really have the desire to <laughs> throw myself in front of this audit, like vie for the attention, like affection of strangers as much. <laughs> It's not even the affection of strength. It was the weird thing. Like for me, comedy was just me just um or not was, it is, it's just me saying things that I really think. Instead of having it having to filter it through this this uh respectability. Yeah. You wanted to disregard social mores and um 
the masquerade. Right. You know, like the <laughs> cut, it, like the, you're supposed to be this little Christian black girl from the South. No, that's not really me. <laughs> I, I don't fit into that, that mold. You know, the, the for me, the motivation man. was always, it was always and still is. I don't want to have to work. I and don't. I don't. Yes. Uh, clocking in sucks. It really does. Four hundred one k's. Four hundred one k's gay. Four hundred one k's are gay. Super gay. <laughs> um. Yeah. IRAs and shit. Fuck that shit. I hate. I mean, I, I will say, I will say that as far as day jobs go, sales is pretty tight. I'm getting me. You know, I'm getting better at it, and it's pretty tight. Cause it's like I just sit, I just sit at a desk all day, and I get a phone call. Well, because you're an unrepentant song and dance man, you don't mm-hmm. care. I'm a con man, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a flim flam man. <laughs> you know, you don't care. <laughs> yeah, I talk. I it's I talked to. I was laughing about this the other uh, yesterday because like, um, I can usually now I'm I'm starting to like pick up how I you know like I'm starting to understand how a call is gonna go pretty quickly mm-hmm. and one yeah. of the one of the telltale markers of like the way a call might go is like within the first 15 seconds if i hear a smoke alarm chirp mm. you know it's like mm. yeah they ain't buying shit they ain't buying a goddamn thing they they trying to they trying to get the cheap uh like government the government service so they, they're not buying nothing baby they don't have time to even deal with that i had a lady call me who said i just moved into my new apartment and then the smoke alarm chirped, and I'm like, damn, bitch, it's already dead? Yeah, they do that to you. They don't always change them before you move in. <laughs> Those bastards. Yeah, but I get, I get like, because they got me, like, my job right now is they got me in the low-income department. So a lot of my mm-hmm. calls are people receiving, like, EBT or Medicaid, housing mm-hmm. assistance. Like, they're trying to get affordable shit. So mm-hmm. I get, I get probably, if I get, like, 15 calls in a day, I would say like eight of those are smoke alarm chirps. Of course, because who has time for that? <laughs> who has time to change those batteries? There was a time in my life. There was a time in my life where there was always a chirp. And that was when I was very broke. That was at my brokest. And that, that thing was always chirping. And I ignored it because my mind was on other shit. Were you my aware mind. of it? Or did you just like get used to it? Like, even, was it? Yeah, you just tune it out even. It's just like, oh, well, girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. I I, th- there was a, there was a video. Jobs. I'm working two jobs, no car. I don't give a fuck about that chirping ass battery, bitch. I gotta be up in four hours. Because I'm about to go to sleep. There's been videos that are baffling to me. Like there was a cooking video that went around a few months ago where it was that the that rapper the baby, mm. like making like chicken tenders or something for his daughter. Yeah. And his smoke his smoke alarm was chirping, and I'm like, you're God in like a it, like a fucking three million dollar house. How, how, like, how is well, this see, happening? You don't, my, you don't hear it chirping now, and that's the thing. I once my mind was less on struggle, I could occupy that space where I'm maintaining. Yeah. Well, I'm not always striving, and I'm. When you got you got some debts paid off, and you're like, all right, I gotta go to CVS and get some nine volt right. batteries. <laughs> right, I have some space. <laughs> on my plate not just mentally but financially to where i can just emotionally deal with the fact that i gotta put a battery in this motherfucker sure i was on top of it Uh, but you know poverty will make you not give a fuck about shit um other than just getting to work every day just getting to the bag somehow sure Uh, so i definitely understand but the baby bitch get that ghetto shit fixed don't be up in this no 
Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> but that's a mindset, though. And then there's a poverty mindset. Oh, uh, I know. I have I've been on that for a while. Like I've been because like my family, like my my dad and a lot of people in my family have that. Yeah, where it's, it's like I ain't shit. I ain't never amount to shit, and I don't deserve shit. And and I like I try to tell these people, like anyone who talks like that, I'm like, that's poor people brain. Poor people brain it is, is it like is. you know the the, the, the A lot of people have it now. A lot of people have this mentality that like. I'll never be able to buy a house. I'll never be able to do this, this, and this. And it's like, well, if that's where you're starting, like, I mean, whatever your circumstances are right now, if your mindset is that, then that will manifest. You're just going to be right. You're not going far. You're not going much farther than yeah. that. That's why I, that's why I say I'm the first billionaire podcaster. Hell you know? yeah. You know? And, you know, I'm, I am I just want, you know, a little trickle down. If you just kick me down with six figures, I'm sure. you're part of the network, of course. If you're the one, you're I, the one black person we got. We need you. You're the Hodge, <laughs> you're the Hodge twins of this network. Don't do me like that. I will come to your house and murder you in your sleep. <laughs> um, oh, the Hodge twins. Are they still alive? I don't care. Um, yeah, they're, they're still kicking. Yeah. Mm, mm, God, well, God bless them. And they're self-hating. I before, by the way, this is sort of Hodge twins adjacent. It was something Mm -hmm. Theo Theo Vaughn posted. Mm -hmm. Um, he this was before I got suspended. This was when all the stuff on the border was starting to kick off. Mm -hmm. He he posted something like, "Can we can we like close? Um, let's let's close this bitch down and get a head count in this." Something like that. It was like he he said like let's close this country down and get a head count in this motherfucker, and uh, I I like had a beautiful mind moment where I saw something I could do with this. So I took a screenshot of it and edited it to where it's, it just said let's get head in this motherfucker. Hell yeah, let's get head in this motherfucker. Yeah, because that's because that's a much more productive idea. Yeah, so I I like edited it and just commented that under in his post. And it got like three thousand likes. Like so just... let's get some head in this motherfucker. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, let's let's spend our time on something that makes sense. Yeah, but the the Hodge yeah the Hodge twins are still kicking. They're upset about the. I'm like disturbed by the language people are using about this border thing. Like they're calling this an invasion. And I'm like, what are they attacking us with? Fucking flip flops? Like, what are you talking about? John, uh, the invasion of the Chanclas. Yeah, I I they literally said that. I'm like, I'm like, what are what are their weapons? La Chancla? <laughs> what are you talking? It's not an invasion. Huh. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're... it's just it is it's just so sad. I uh, it's so very sad. All the sad. videos that come out are like National Guardsmen in like full like. Warhammer 40k armor and riot shields, and then you just see like old Mexican ladies and children wading through concertina wire. This one, just just holding these children. Yeah, they got their hand wraps. They wearing whatever they had on their back coming yeah. out of Mexico. And, then and getting, this is who y'all standing against. Getting bashed by a national guardsman with a riot shield, and then people are like posting it like the invasion continues. We need to strengthen the border, and I'm like, you know what? I, I can understand being upset about illegal immigration, which is also a term I don't really like, but it's certainly much better than invasion. Um, I can understand like you, you're you're uh, 
you know what bothers you about that but stop like this this language this is gonna get fucking people killed like talking about it this I way say, i say let them come over just don't move to houston we got enough motherfuckers here <laughs> go somewhere go somewhere else um but it's just it is very upsetting to see things like this happen uh because it seems to be telling of a certain political mindset of of just hate yeah it's just a complete like dismissal like, of, of empathy it's like, it's like politically the, that entire wing of our government the entire republican party seems to be standing on a their platform is hate yeah and it's like what are these people I, like truly what do they think is going to happen because like Everybody talks about how nobody wants to work anymore. And that's true. Who wants to work? You, you know who does? We don't want to work for free. We don't want to work to not live. Yeah, but you know who will work for pennies? Those mm. people. Immigrants. They're doing right. they're gonna do every fucking job that like all of us, you know, peckerwoods don't want to do. You know, these uh, us uh soft bellied uh ofes like myself. I mean Quietly, uh, uh, Mexicans rebuilt New Orleans after Katrina. So I ain't yeah, I don't. So I don't know. I don't know what they think because it's, it's like, okay, you push all these people out, you stop them from coming in. The, the fuck, you think the price of everything is going up now? It's gonna fucking skyrocket because now, like, every fucking company that relies on the cheap, the cheap labor of these, you know, to exploit. But when them. you think of the origins of the Southwest, ain't this they shit anyway? Like, just stop being weird about it, man. Those lines that y'all draw on maps don't mean shit. Yeah. You know what infuriates me also is like, you know the amount of fucking construction projects that have been going on in Texas for like 25 Forever. years? Forever. Yeah, that they, yes. that they ha have not even come close to finishing. Correct. They're just stalled and there's just endless, con infinite construction that yeah. they're not even working on. Yeah. They, so that, like, they just have that happening. Like, there's just all these, like, construction projects that they're not getting around to but somehow governor abbott is already like installing a fucking border wall and that's like, and their, their focus their focus is on hate their focus is on intolerance their focus is on fascism like the fact that y'all put so much so many working hours into banning abortion Y'all put so many working hours into gerrymandering and, you know, stifling voting rights and, you know, yeah. the border. Y'all put yeah, so the, much time into the people, The people who, like, you know, harp the most on freedom and personal liberty seem to be the ones who really want to take it away from, from everybody. From so many people. Everybody but themselves. I mean, if you're Christian and white and, and you subscribe to those ideals to the tenets of christianity then you're fine anybody outside of that anybody outside of that you fuck and you know they keep saying our country was built on this the country was built on exactly the opposite of that it's the constant revisionist you know rearview mirror <laughs> that yeah it, it's it's very frustrating because it just seems like it's just so laying into the fabric of everything that we do now there's nothing that isn't affected by the lies that we tell ourselves to make ourselves feel better about the wrong that we've done yeah 
And when I say the wrong we've done, I'd be like, uh, like America as a whole has done a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah. I, and you know, who the worst? <laughs> and it's like, we just keep lying to ourselves about it to make us feel like, oh, we did it for a good reason or, oh, it didn't even happen like that. There's, yeah. And there's really nothing stopping us from like evolving and progressing and moving forward than just like ourselves. We, we have like everything now the tour, we could become a more, like populist, socialized, collective society. And there's people who are just dead against that. They still have this like old 20th century ideology about like, oh, what are you a fucking commie? You know, why don't you go to Venezuela? And it's like, what do you mean the country that our government fucked up? Yeah, you mean that one? The one that yeah. the country that I our government ruined their economy on purpose? Sure, yeah. let's go there. Yeah, because yeah, because they shut down if you point out like an effective socialist democracy like fucking Iceland or something. They have Iceland a, like, is a beautiful place. And Iceland's nice. Come. I love I love Bjork. It's also kind of an ethno state. Not a mm. lot of black, not a lot of black people in Iceland. It's cold and it's weird, but it's a beautiful place. <laughs> but they let anybody come. I don't think they have much uh when it comes to immigration policy. I don't think they have too many restrictions. I think it's just there. unbelievably expensive. I think yeah, I don't think they have a lot of terrible restrictions, but that's a lot of those like like Sweden, uh, Finland, like they don't have a lot of restrictions when it comes to immigration. I just don't know why can't life be easier? It's like people say like, oh, you just want a handout. And it's like, yes, hand me something. I don't You're want a hand No, I, don't I want a handout. Hand You're going to hand the fucking IDF $18 billion. That's Give true. me something. Give me something. something. <laughs> Give me something, please. I ain't shooting nobody. I ain't trying yeah. to kill nobody, man. Give me Give me a hundred thousand dollars, and and then and then give the IDF all the fucking rockets and missiles you want. Just give me a hundred thousand dollars. They don't even know how to bribe us correctly to be okay with the shit they do. Like you could just bribe Americans a lot. Yeah, just want to live, but you don't even do that. Yeah, they want they want to make our lives as miserable as possible, and then enrich the lives of foreign militaries. You know, and be able to like but subsidize even the militaries. It, like the people who work in the military, they don't see that money. The bombs see that money. Like, they yeah. Don't... Well, the I, the IDF needs all the help it can get because it's the most incompetent fucking military on the planet. It they're constantly, yeah, they're it's they're like, constantly like blowing themselves up in wily e. coyote accidents. It's like General Bar Barney Fife. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know what's going on. Well, because they yeah. they have this like weird uh grade inflation problem where they have like. 20 year old major generals you yeah, know like, yeah. like everybody's super young uh because so, everybody keeps getting killed yeah did you hear that one story where they were trying to like set up like explosives in some house and they just blew themselves up like a whole squad of you know like id you know 19 year old captains and generals four-star generals that were trying to set up these charges and then they they just like blew themselves up and then, it, and then all the people are like, "Well, this it's like it's Hamas's fault. They wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Hamas, you know." <laughs> so, and, and then we're going to give them billions of dollars. And then that dipshit fucking comedian Aaron Berg is like, Berg. "Yeah, Aaron Berg. he's he's an edge lord, anti woke, 
Of course, that's why I don't know him. Short, bald, gay, Jewish. He's not, I mean, he, I think he used to do gay for pay shit. Short, bald, and gay sounds Short, high. bald, or... jacked, Jewish. I've, I've, and you know what? I've interacted with him and we always had like pleasant conversations. He was always nice to me, but he's doing these like, him and a bunch of other comedians are doing these um, fundraiser shows for the IDF. And I'm like, how? He looks like how? a trans porn star. Buck Angel? Yeah, he looks like yeah. Buck. <laughs> <He> <laughs> <does>. <laughs> Aaron Berg looks like Buck Angel. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh but him and a bunch of all these other like Zionist comedians are doing these fundraiser shows for the IDF. Like he just did one in I don't know, Toronto or Ontario, somewhere in Canada that had all these pro like pro-Palestine protesters. And they still did the show, and he was like, they tried to shut us down, but comedy wins tonight. And I'm like, how cucked are you that you're providing your labor to raise money for the most incompetent military on the planet that's already being given billions of dollars by our government? And committing war crimes daily. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> I, com I compared daily. it to, like, remember that Eddie Murphy bit about Johnny Carson's wife? Where he was talking about like Johnny Carson was getting this like nasty divorce where she was saying like half oh, yeah. shit. But yeah. he was talking about like, you know, he was worth three hundred million dollars and she was like a housewife. Right. He, he made some uh, you know, the joke was that if your husband's worth three hundred million dollars and you try to like you, oh, get you gotta a job. do is shut up and fucking yeah, you just Yeah, and if you try to get a job to contribute, it's like okay, well So here's my thirty seven dollars. Here's yeah, here's my seventy dollars. I you know, I contribute. I mean that it makes sense. Right. Yeah, I was I was like this is you're doing you are fucking Johnny Car you're Johnny Carson's wife right now and the IDF is Johnny Carson and this like you were what you're doing is so inconsequential and negligible. So like and, have you even killed anybody today? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> have like, you even murdered a child? Well, you're gonna raise like 10 grand or whatever at these shows, and it's like cool. Oh. The US government's already like passing bills to give these people like tens of billions of dollars like what i mean why are you doing this which is something that on a day-to-day -day basis i have to ignore because it'll make me too angry the fact that they're pouring money even into ukraine and i'm not mad at the ukrainian people they have a noble cause but at the same time that's not our business that's not our fight what are we doing over there oh yeah and i understand foreign policy i understand nato and all that other shit i get it yeah i get it and you know what's you know what makes me laugh is like obviously the the Biden administration wants to make it seem like shit's really thriving under the, his uh, regime, uh, even though they've like it, it intervened in all these wars and are just like funneling our money to these people. And so the like as we're all suffering and they're doing they're doing this in front of us, they also will turn around and say like we've created so many jobs like unemployment is down and it's like it's like okay i guess I door... mean, we have jobs but they don't pay us nothing like, yeah i guess like doordash technically is a job and uber and all these like gig or jobs even these full a full-time job and i don't know ross that's a job yeah know? it's like okay cool you there's a bunch of like <clears throat> excuse me mm -hmm. There's a bunch of low wage fucking part time jobs that people have now, where like they the still full time job. You work at forty hours a week and you still can't. You still on government assistance. They're, yeah, they're still not making ends meet, and then everybody's starting to like really feel the the effect of the two thousand eight crash. That's starting right. to like really start to fuck people. 
Well, it's fucking up the next generation at this point. Yeah. Like, we, we are now feeling it because our parents felt in a different way. Now we're in it a different way. Yeah, it's like when you hear about the, you know, interest rates for a home or like 8%, it's like, huh, I wonder what caused this. Could it be when the entire housing market collapsed and the only people that got help were the fucking banks that caused it? <laughs> maybe that's maybe that was the wrong direction to, yeah. to turn that. I don't know. But yeah, it's just... I love that movie, though. Great movie. That's one of my favorite movies, The Big Short. The Big Short, Short, yeah. One of my favorite movies is The Big Short. And I know that is an unpopular opinion, but... I love love money movies where I just don't even know... I don't even know what's going on. Like, they're they're talking in a language that I'm like, man, I don't know what the fuck these people are talking about. Well, I worked in mortgage collections for Bank of America. Uh, Not long after that. So... Watching that movie, it helped me understand what I was actually doing. Yeah. And so but that I had scene... a lot of high delinquency stuff, a lot of foreclosure stuff, and just, and I was doing a lot of modifications, processing. So I understood it. I was like, oh, so that's what this is about. Yeah. But that scene, where, that scene where Christian Bale goes to Goldman Sachs and is like, I want to buy 100 million uh, credit default swaps. And the bank is like, sure, yeah, we'll sell them to you. And I'm like, what? What is he buying? Like, 100 million? Mm-hmm. What? What is he even exactly. being? What is the transaction exactly. that's happening? Well, well, they said it many times, like betting against the American people. You're betting on the system to fail. Sure. Yeah. And and, and you're and it is just legal gambling. That's it. It's I got I got really deep into that shit for a while because I was like, it started with me watching Succession. And mm-hmm. so I started to get like really interested in that well, kind the of Rupert Murdoch story. Yeah, I started getting really interested in money people, and so mm-hmm. I watched that, and then I watched that Bernie, Ma- the Robert De Niro Bernie Madoff movie, mm-hmm. and then I watched Big Short, and then I watched the. You docu- should watch the documentary. The, the documentary on Bernie Madoff is a good one. Yeah, I watched the. Um, I think I've seen that one, and then I watched the housing crisis documentary. There's a few of them. Yeah, I got really deep into this, and then I just I got like really depressed. I was like, God damn, this this is like, this is an unfathomable level. It's not even like the the, the really disturbing thing about it is it's not even like evil or necessarily like malevolence on their part. The thing that's really demented is its indifference. It's yeah, the- it's, it's like the banality of evil. The 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 indifference of actual wrongdoing it's just a, a choice that's made based on what's best for you in the moment yeah like i can understand isis that makes sense to me they have ISIS. a cause yeah they have a cause but just some guy in a suit in an office building who has like reduced the human population to numbers on a computer screen and is like mm-hmm. making like on the fly decisions that are going to have you know, far-reaching ramifications on all of our lives. It's like to me, that's like, oh, dude, this is this is too much for me to deal with. I'm I'm like having nightmares now. Yeah, and it, it is a nightmare that many people had to live. And imagine being in that situation and realizing that it only happened to you because uh, a lot of rich people didn't care to look for, far enough down the road to see that this could be detrimental to millions of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just wanted the they wanted the bag, and that's it. And and they and then these these motherfuckers have the fucking nerve to go on all these news shows and podcasts and all that, and uh, castigate the American public for not wanting to work as much or for for being lazy or entitled. 
you know, like every week, every week there's a new video that goes viral of a Zoomer, someone in their like early 20s who is like starting to face the like existential angst of, of the 40 hour work week and like that feeling of like, God damn, is this going to be the rest of my life? Yes, baby. Except for and, the periods of a horrible unemployment in between where you're losing sure. your fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but every week there's some some woman in her car crying about this and then somebody like I, the one that pissed me off this last week was matt walsh made like posted this diatribe about like the 40-hour work week and uh, you know you gotta work hard to, you know and i'm like have you ever worked more than six hours a week ever in your life like what the fuck are you talking about i mean it's to complain about Anybody who really complains about the the rejection of the 40-hour work week and, and life existing in that way uh, is somebody who either never had to deal with it or somebody who comes from a time, like, you know, your boomers, where you can work 40 hours a week and make a decent living. Like, it's one of the two. Yeah. People with money work maybe 10 hours a week. Yeah, they don't do shit. They don't do, they don't do shit. shit. They don't do a motherfucking thing. And they claim they work hard. I make deals. You know, I make deals. I invest. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not doing nothing, babe. You're not doing nothing. You just get individual. It's income. such a it's such a carnival. It's such a fucking just like like a carousel of like carny games. Cause it's like if you can if you can figure really the goal in America is to figure out some way to fucking cheat the system, to work around all this. Because you're a chump if you're trying to work your way up in any company. There's no upward mobility. And you're gonna you're gonna say like you know off. Well, that's why that's why nobody keeps a job for longer than three years. It's like, well, I'm just gonna go somewhere else because y'all are, y'all yeah. got me in here at this rate, so y'all would never have to pay me more. Yeah, like my my so mom. I have to leave. My mom always tells me like you know she tells me stories about her mom where she's like she worked at the Levi's factory for decades and retired, and I go that don't exist anymore. That's that not does, a you can't do that now. You can't that's start. You can't start on a factory floor and build any equity for your life now. You have, I mean, but they, but there are the you know the the quote unquote victories uh, for auto workers and the unions that have happened, like in uh like the big three auto automakers, the GMCs and stuff, and with uh, FedEx and UPS, and you know with unionization, there have been some wins, but everybody's industry is not a unionized industry like everybody yeah. don't have unions but i mean what do you do in a world now where the people who are working on oil rigs and trades and factories are getting butt fucked at every turn and not able to like feed their families what do you do in a world like that where at the same time somebody like amaranth is ma has but made what's an amaranth she's an e-girl a thought an only fans girl who claims who has showed the receipts that she's made fifty seven million dollars on OnlyFans? Amaranth. Yeah, it looks Am like a grain. Yeah, she sucks. She's boring. I've looked at, I've looked at the leaks. I've looked at some of her videos. Not a lot happening. It's very boring. It's, for it says it's a grain. I'm not finding an e girl. It's A M O U R A N T H. Amaranth. Amaranth, yeah, she says she made fifty-seven million dollars on OnlyFans, and there's like tons of stories like this where con like different content creators like that, whether it's pornography or otherwise, are making like, you know, building crazy wealth, like generational fucking wealth, doing what they're doing, 
and you see well, everybody you see, loves a big titty redhead apparently like of that's course. like a thing yeah everybody loves a titty but if you see enough stories like that of course it's like well who wants to work then like if that's an option like people talk about like it's it's body it's disturbing that all the kids now just want to be influencers and it's like because well, they want to have the, lives yeah look at the world that they're inheriting it's like right. the, they want to have money yeah they're inheriting a world where it's like well that kind of is the only option now is like you kind of have to be an influencer because even the you know the the mythical learn to code you know the coding jobs those are going mm-hmm. away those, yeah, are getting, like those that, are getting automated slash like these people are getting laid off it was supposed to be one of the secure jobs and people are getting laid off in mass yeah uh, from all these tech companies and that was supposed to be the thing to do that was like got, the next thing tech i got a friend a beautiful woman uh who was never interested in dating me that's irrelevant what i'm saying but uh she worked she's worked in coding for years now you know six figures pays a rent in manhattan so she's you know been secure for a while she got you know hit on hard times because of this and i remember the last time i talked to her um she called me and she was like hey so i'm auditioning at the strip club tonight damn bitch you actually learned the code and you're you gotta go do this you gotta go shake shake your pussy down yeah. at the, the rumpus room and i told her i'm like why aren't you doing OnlyFans? like you would make more money and like not be in such precarious yeah, sure you said at home. yeah you wouldn't have to put yourself in like a precarious position and you would stand to make more money on OnlyFans. and she was like oh i just don't want you know that that, that sort of thing on the internet and i'm like well you're gonna like do you want some fat Italian drugging you and dragging you to his SUV? Or like, somebody in a, a velour pantsuit? Yeah. Do you, do you want some? To have his way with you? Yeah, some Persian guy fucking groping <laughs> you and. You know. Is that what you want for your life? Yeah. Goodness. OnlyFans is tight. I, you know, I am a uh, ally of the OnlyFans girls now. Well, and... me too. Like, get your get your money, girl, from behind a paywall. I'm not mad at you. Do yeah. what you gotta do to survive. Now, if only I will I had, say, I wish the, I, I wish I had uh, OnlyFans was out when I was in my twenties. I would have been shaking something. Yeah, you can still do it. There's a market. I mean, I could, but you know, there's there's no no reason you do, now. You that do time some is some sort of like Aunt Jemima cosplay or something, or <laughs> you know, people are into that. Are they Dalton? Are people into that? Yeah, they love cosplay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Racist um, cosplay. Racist cosplay. Honestly, yes. that's an untapped market, Dee Dee. You could do like. And you think I'm the motherfucker to tap it? You think that's <laughs> no, me? No, you wouldn't. That wouldn't be <laughs> you. You, know? you think that's me? I mean, but look, there is a market for white men who like for black women to yell at them and call them names. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely do that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I I will say that like the only, girls I'm friends with who I like talk to that are OnlyFans girls, there does seem to be it does seem to be a much stronger mental illness <clears throat> that they have. They seem to be a little more unhinged than your usual crazy bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're very nice girls and, you know, just trying to get the bag, you know, showing the ass and titties. And I'm not mad at them. Get your money, girl. Shake them titties, girl. Shake those titties, girl. Yeah. Shake them titties. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wish, I wish I would have. Well, I have a friend who was a financial dom. I don't know if she still is. But she's a very big city black woman. She's very cute in the face. She has anime titties. I have been lurking on Findom Twitter the last few days. Mm-hmm. That's the one where I'm like, I've unlocked a new circle of hell. 
Yeah, and she did that. that, and they really just were giving her money. They were funding her whole lifestyle. Let me, girl, I wish I had it in Paris. Yeah, because I, I was, I, I was saying, like, I can understand paying a woman to watch her suck cock on camera. That's pretty tight. That's cool. <laughs> but paying a woman for her to scold you for not paying her enough. <laughs> I'm like, this is that's it's demented. Crazy, right? That's crazy. It's crazy. And when she told me what she was doing, she showed me a text message. They really paying you for this? Say yeah, girl. Yeah, like I can't believe that people pay me for podcasting, but I then that now I realize, like, oh, I'm actually like providing something of value compared to some. <laughs> or I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get the Fendom thing. Like, hey, look, you ain't you ain't got to suck no dick. But the Fendom thing, it's. Men like to be humiliated by a woman secretly. And it's not always sexual. It, yeah. It's very much like they just like the feeling of that humiliation. It's usually dudes with a lot of money who are used to women just doing whatever they want. Yeah. I you get have that. a lot of money. You're used to women being nice to you because of your money. So you pay bitches to be mean to you because of your money. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need to pay a woman to be mean to me. It just I would just love kinda... to be able to call some rich white man a broke bitch for only sending me two thousand dollars. You <laughs> broke bitch. Yeah. How dare you insult me? It's wild. Yeah, Findom Twitter has been like I'm <laughs> I, I'm like going I'm going nuts like scrolling through some of this stuff. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm I'm in a like a hell dimension right now. Like, this <laughs> it is, is it's weird. This is it's fucked terrible. up. It's very weird, but I like it though. I wish I could do it. I wish I so if there's anybody out there who wants to be fin down, who wants to be called a piece of shit for sending me, you know, three thousand dollars when they could have sent five. Um, yeah. just let me know. Yeah. I'm available. Yeah, send DD three grand for her to call you a slur. No. <laughs> to call you a cracker. A yes, indeed. That's a that's a market probably. White guys <laughs> paying is. white guys paying strong black women. Oh, you know, yeah. thousands well, of dollars like, to call so them much of the dominatrix, you know so much of the dominatrix community is exactly that white men wanting to be tied up and and squared at by black women and leathers mm -hmm. with whips and things so it's a whole thing i used to do it a little bit but i was phone bone and i used to dudes would pay me to to dom them over the phone nice that's cool it's so, like it's it like fun. what i do with my sales job <laughs> it is yeah, it um, is. I'm like, how about you get a fucking TV uh, cable package, bitch? <laughs> he broke, bitch. Yeah, you, will, you yeah, the you are gonna have to pay the broadcasting fee. You broke ass motherfucker. <laughs> there you go. I can't, I can't believe that TV is so fucking yeah. expensive. <laughs> I don't. This is which is why I don't have it. But I, well, I have an app conglomerate with my family. Netflix is hating though. Netflix has decided to hate on the public. They, yeah, Netflix and Disney and Hulu, they're all like oops, trying to put a stop to password sharing. And it's like, all right, time to take to the high seas again. You know, we're pirating, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, found, I found a really good website where it's like, all right, you know, you don't want me to watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because my mom pays for Hulu. Then, right. ain't nothing, it ain't nothing to jailbreak it, this fire stick, bitch. I can guess do it. what? Now nobody pays for Hulu. All right. Nobody's like getting it free. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the ingenuity of poverty, man. You can't knock it. Mm -hmm. You can't knock it. I guess we can wrap up with the goon goggles. Have you seen Hell the goon, yeah. Have you seen the goon goggles? What's a goon goggle? <laughs> the new uh, a, the Apple Vision Quest. 
uh, the goon goggles, the the jack off glasses. <laughs> goon goggles. That's what people are calling them. It's Apple released this new. It's not necessarily VR. It's like AR. It's like augmented reality, mm-hmm. where it it, cre- it like you you put the goggles on. Okay. And I'm you now have you Apple now, Vision Pro. Yeah, you now have a like a digital interface with reality so you'll just be like chilling in your living room and then you can also like throw up like six different tiktok screens just in front of you and so you just like you know wave your arms around to scroll through all the tiktok screens and there's a (laughs) yeah there's some really funny videos coming out about it where there's one the the ones I've gone viral is a guy. Oh wait, the one with the fat dude sitting in front of his Tesla with the goggles on. Yeah, there's one where a yeah, guy a guy is in his cyber truck. The cyber truck's on autopilot, and the guy's yeah. wearing wearing the goon goggles, and he's just yeah. you know just, like, <laughs> just doing all this. Like, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with him? Yeah. But but it's just one of those things. I've never been into the AR thing. I'm not. I reality is enough for me. I don't need an alternate one. Um. The regular one is terrifying enough, but I guess that's what it is. People are just trying to escape from it. Like honestly, like from what I've seen, it's not there yet. Like it's it's very like uh, it's yeah, in it's, 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 it's in one. its infancy. <laughs> right. It looks cool. Like it looks like a cool idea, but it's like this very clunky, cumbersome device. It looks like and so we're so we're getting close to Ready Player One by each. I each guess. Bonus. I mean, we're it just it, it looks like if I. I feel like I'd be disoriented by it. Like if I was walking around and there was just like hallucinations surrounding me. Well, yeah, I got vertical <laughs> as it is. Um, but I, if I want to trip balls, I'll just do some shrooms. If I want an alternate reality, I can do that. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'll try acid one day. I don't know. But I don't need to put on stuff. <laughs> I, I don't want no fucking guy. I mean, the goon, the the thing is, the goon goggles are only going to get better, and it'll be like the iPhone where. So it's like you get to have titties right in your face, like the titties Titties, on the screen. Titties on deck 24-7. It'll be the titties will be right here, right on your face. And you'll even be able to feel the stimulation of the nipples brushing against your nose. Mm -hmm. And it'll be a good fun time for the boys. Because it's only going to, it's going to be like the iPhone where like the first Mm -hmm. iPhone came out and people were like, what the fuck is this? And then like six six months later, everybody had one. Right. And now, now you can't live without it. So like this shit's only gonna get better and in like two years they'll have it to where it's like, you know, just a pair of glasses. It's not this like big clunky device. And then you know, everybody's just got fucking titties in their face. That's it. Just walking around on the commute to work. Uh, at the grocery there, store with there's just people on. legitimately do it like people like videos of like guy, a guy on the subway wearing this shit just you know, just like swiping his shit in the air and his dick is rock hard yeah it's fully erect fully erect on the subway yeah beating off in public has never been so much fun paying thirty five hundred dollars to look at titties in public <laughs> it's like they don't no I one knows how many titties I'm looking at right now. I can't see it. I'm, I'm, reality is cool, in my opinion. I don't want to escape it. Yeah, it fucking sucks, but I'm cool with it. I've yeah, been peace with it a long time One ago. of the videos I saw was, like, a guy showing it off, and there was, like, a digital, like, a butterfly that it was creating, and he was like, it's like, I can, I can touch the, you know, there's a butterfly there, and I'm like, there's butterflies outside! 
There are butterflies that Look exist. Look at the grass, it feels real. There's real grass. Yeah, like you can, yeah, it's like you can interact with the world currently. Leave your fucking house, you weird. Oh, goddamn. Yeah, but I mean, the... there's also the part of me that's like, I see this technology, I'm like, this this does look like it'd be pretty sick for some, like some, like gaming would be tight on this. Well, yeah, I can see how gaming would be affected in a positive way by it, yeah. because it's gaming. Gaming has always been a separate thing. We we play the games to to have fun and adventures that we wouldn't have in real life. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, and I do I do like the fact it doesn't look like it's totally immersive where it's it's like ar rather than vr so like the stuff i've seen is you still have like the field of vision like the spatial awareness that you normally would have mm -hmm. and then it's augmented by digital creation so you can have like a like a 70 inch tv screen just as part of the google goon the apple goon goggles where it's like you could just bring a screen towards you and it looks similar to just like a big ass TV, and you still have like you know. I'll just buy a big ass TV. Yeah, big I ass just... TV would be cheaper than thirty five hundred dollar jack off glasses. Yeah, and big ass TVs are going for three hundred dollars these days. <laughs> so save your money, just get the big ass TV. Yeah, but look, uh, when the podcast takes off, I'm getting the goon goggles. Well, good for you, honey bun. I mean, when the podcast takes off, I guess I'm getting a penthouse. I don't know. I guess I'll get something that makes more sense, something that I could build equity. Well, let's check the know. numbers because it's been it's been taking off lately. Um, if we if I pull up the studio app, we got. Uh oh, I lost a subscriber. Whatever. Oh no, not a single subscriber. <laughs> just Bye, a, you broke bitch. Just yeah, on the YouTube, one thousand one hundred fifty nine subscribers. What? They got that many people watching this shit. Yeah, estimated. I don't get that many views per video. All right. Well, just, you know, views and subscribers yeah. always. Estimated revenue for the month fifty eight ninety three. Fifty eight dollars and ninety three cents. Yeah, and the last the last video, I was surprised this guy as much traction as it did. I uploaded a vi a rea me reacting to Red Bar reacting to Tom Segura on the YKW. Yes, I saw, I saw that. That thing got like that thing got like more views than usual. That it's like got like almost seven hundred views right now, which is pretty good for my channel. <laughs> so I was maybe, like, I can't believe that many people tuned into this. <laughs> maybe it's because the title is so weird that it tricked the algorithm. Yeah, well, there's a I lot of people who like Red Bar. We're back. And, I think so, it, but it's like the sometimes the algorithm gets fooled by certain combinations of words. Yes, um, but yeah, a lot of people tune into that, and they people were reaching out like, "This is such a like an absurd but really funny idea." <laughs> Reacting to who 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 reacts to the reactor? <laughs> I mean, because you have to do something, right? Everything else has been done, so you have just to content. Do yeah, it's just content. It's just content. I hope what happens is he is he does a reaction to my video, and then I do and, a reaction to his reaction to my reaction. And it's like you're staring into a mirror behind mm -hmm. the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just goes for infinity, and uh, gets infinity money, baby. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to like <clears throat> engineer a sort of <clears throat> yeah, like in like recursive feedback loop between me and Red Bar, where we're just like reacting to each other. 
reacting, reacting to, to the reactions of the reactions yeah. of each other's reactions. Yeah, so it turns into sort of like a fun house, like house and yeah, mirrors. It's like, yeah, it's Inception, but for reactions. Mm-hmm. Re- and nobody re- knows where it begins. Where, what was the first reaction? What are we even reacting to? Yeah, react, react, oh. reactception, reactception. There you go. <clears throat> I want that for you. Mm-hmm. And then Dee, I mean, you're on the network, so obviously, a lot of big things happening. Probably gonna make some T-shirts. Some I'll show notes. my titties. Once, show you, show, show off day t- them titties. I'll show titties one time. Show day titties uh, at the time uh, and place of my choosing. Um, <laughs> but you, you have to give me three thousand dollars first, otherwise mm-hmm. you're a broke bitch. Yeah, to the to the subscribers out there. How does my how does my Islam beard look? My Muslim is that what beard. we're calling it? The Cat Stevens? I, yeah, because um, it, it just grows like that, and people keep asking me, "Did you convert to Islam?" I'm like, "I guess." Are you so. are you an ISIS? I'm a black no, Israelite. Just, no, you just look like a broke Jack Black, you know, just like any other any other white man would. Yeah, just I'm trying to I'm going for like the hobo and Hellraiser. The mm. the guy at the end of Hellraiser who was like the seemed like the one who was like really in control, mm. the, the the mysterious hobo. That's kind of what I'm or, going for. Or just like any sidekick <laughs> off of a '90s movie, like just the dude that has the the weird one-liners and the weird proclivities, and who is obviously oversexed or undersexed. Mm. Oh, that dude. Yeah, that's me. I'm under that undersexed, dude. undersexed, <laughs> and overporned. <laughs> over oh, porn i'm tired i'm tired of being horny this body is a prison no you um, don't have to be horny forever there's a lady out there for you somewhere yeah i'll be horny you gotta, for her you just gotta throw on the sauce you know you gotta... the only person i want to be horny for is my my betrothed <clears throat> br babe is that if you see maybe that's what you need a vr girlfriend mm-hmm. or an ai girlfriend I'm trying to reach out to Quinfinite. I'm trying to get her to come on the podcast. I'm is she an with... AI girlfriend? What no, is a she's a she's an e girl who I'm in love with. Oh. We've been we've interacted uh, some on the internet. She was one of the first titty videos I did. Oh, Quinfinite. Yeah, I've been I've been a big fan of hers for a while. She's one of these like OnlyFans girls. I'm in love with her. Uh, but she's we're we're fans of each other. Like every now and then she'll respond to something i do i mean you're in love with her but is she even real yes quinfin is real i've seen her have sex with oh, a, no with a man and a, a dildo man. and another woman and just by her you know and by herself. Dildo. yeah and she got she has she's... excellent jugs terrific jugs well she has a cute little face <clears throat> yeah yeah Quinfinite. Yeah, I DM'd her. I'm trying to, I like sent a very polite DM. I mean, did you holler at her? Did you did you like say, hey, what's up, girl? I'm trying to see what the titties do in real life. Um yeah, I just well, I sent her a DM, which is, you know, more of the real me, not the uh exaggerated troll version of me that exists online. And I just said I said, Howdy, you and Hi. I you and I have interacted some on the internet. Do you ever go on podcasts? Mm-hmm. Would you come on my podcast? By that, I mean, I would like to have you as a guest on my podcast. Best Dalton. <clears throat> so, trying to get Quinfinite on the show. <clears throat> you know. Well, I, I hope that works out. I'm just over here looking at the one that they call Quinfinite. 
I mean, she seems she seems interesting. She's I'm in love with her. You're not in love with her. You're infatuated with her, or possibly unhealthily fixated on her. Yeah. You have to you have to deal with that. Uh, but she seems cute. Just talk to her like a real person for Christ's sake. Just deal with her as though she's a human being. I do talk. I did in the message, and I did. I did comment on something she posted on Twitter today, where I said, "Pardon me, ma'am, but you have an all <laughs> you, you have an all time set of tits." That's is that what you tell? Is that how you talk to women, Dalton? Is that yeah, what, is that how you holler at holes? Yeah, but she responded. She said, uh, "What did she say?" She's she gonna put- respond to you as though you're a fanboy because you came out with fanboy speak about her titties. You have to talk to her like a human, not just a pair of tits. Um, you gotta finesse the pussy, man. You gotta finesse the pussy. You can't just come straight at it. What did she like say? Carpet bombing it. I I think she Quinfinance probably out of my league. Don't don't ever say that. See you already lost. See see that a poverty mindset. That's a poverty. You got a pussy. That's true. Mindset. I got a I got a pussy poverty mindset. <laughs> you got to get out of that, dark. You got to get out of it. What did she say? She said Dalton Pruitt approved. I'm a happy lady. <laughs> oh. oh goodness. Oh, <laughs> Was she aware of your TikTok wrecks? Yeah, she. I don't know if she remembers, but like she was one of the first ones I did, and she did respond to it at the time. She was like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, I love this." So, like, yeah, I mean, she's aware of me, and mm-hmm. every now and then she'll, like, engage with something I post, and, like, I just, one of her tweets came across my feed where it was, like, she had her hand over her nipples, and she was, like, post, it was said something like, post penis suck bliss. Oh, wow. Okay. So I guess, well, good for her. I guess she had just got done sucking cock, and so oh, I just. It, that is the implication. Yeah. Yeah, she has a porn Twitter, so it's like a lot of, you know, full nude, like, pictures of her tits. Well, sorry, <clears throat> even though she's a porn star, you have to talk to the, to her as though she isn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to, this is what we can end on. I want to get your reaction on this. Look up a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I want to I know what you think of these titties. Orc Waifu? Gabby Z? Orc, Orc Waifu? Gabby yeah. Z? O O R C W A. Oh wow! Wow, those some honking huge tits, man! Come on. <laughs> like they just—they just invaded my eyes. They're just like titties. Ah. <laughs> These are some of the biggest I've ever seen. <laughs> it, you remember back in the day, like what was that? That Dolby, that Max, uh, Dolby Max, when the dude was like in the chair and they turned the speak on and it just blew. Oh yeah, the, the, like the Memorex commercial. Well, yeah, the like, Memorex. Like, well, that's what just—that's what her titties just did. She, like, oh shit! I follow her on TikTok. And like her TikToks will pop up, and I'm always like, Jesus Christ! Like, Turn them titties down, bitch. They're loud as fuck. She <laughs> has some loud tits. <laughs> Those titties loud as hell, girl. Oh man, she's got I mean, some she's very the... cute. They look real. They're very real, yeah. They, they, they look like some real tits. Sprawling veins and yeah. big fat jugs, dude. <laughs> but yeah, she's really cute. Wow, girl, you got some titties on you, bitch. Respect. Yeah, she's got some big, big heavy honkers. Congratulations <laughs> on those things. <laughs> this picture I'm looking dude, these are cartoonishly huge. They really titties. are. They're animated. They're animated. Yeah. <laughs> They're um, animated. And she's like she's like 32, 33 with like two kids. Well, good for you. 
and and she gave suckle. Oh man, I've seen some of her OnlyFans stuff. It's it's kind of nice. Yeah, she's very good at sucking penis. Everybody's sucking dick on the internet now. Like I just I wish I had it in me. You know, sometimes I enjoy watching that more than uh, vaginal penetration. I wish I had it in me to just be sucking dick on the internet. It's the submissive quality to it, where it's like, damn, bitch, you gonna put a man's penis in your mouth? I just, I don't know. I mean, I've done it a lot in private, but I I can't let people see you do that. Yeah. No, yeah, you don't want people to see that, but it's you know I it's can't always let people see me slobbing on. It's that. always it's shocking that, that there's people who really, who like will do that, who will suck a penis because it's like, damn, I wouldn't do that. That's like the worst I mean, thing. As I could... much as much as I've seen it in my life, like as much pornography I've, as I've seen, yes, it is still very shocking that people are willing to do that on camera. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of Sukiana? Are you Sukiana? Yes, Sukiana these nuts. <laughs> but no are you aware of sukiana no i don't know who this is oh gosh i gotta send you some sukiana send stuff me sukiana yeah i mean i she's just mean X. i just mean she's in general like the 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 idea of anyone sucking a, a person's penis i'm like yo this is like for me this is like the war this is a bad day for me if i had to do this and you're right, just doing to do this on camera it's just somebody has to see me slobbing on now yeah but even in private like even in private it's like you know the times i've had my penis sucked i'm like yo what you're doing right now for me would be like top five worst experiences of my life i would not want to fucking do this i mean i'm great i'm great with doing it but i don't want anybody to see me do it goddamn like yeah am, am i not a human if you prick me do i not bleed like just don't yeah, I'm, I'm a human being. I'm not just a dick sucking machine. Yeah, that, but I mean, I don't know. I've always felt like or, like oral sex it seems like much more invasive and intimate than sex. Sex. It's like that's such a uh, y- y- like very um, giving, but also kind of submissive activity. That's why mm-hmm. Italian. That's why Italians think eating pussy's gay. I don't want nobody seeing my booty hole, nothing like that. I just, I just couldn't, couldn't bear it. I just couldn't. Oh it's yeah. Too, I can't be exposed like that. And and people who can do that just as their job, like you sucking dick for a living, bitch. Mm-hmm. You sucking dick. I don't, dick I don't want. Yeah, I don't want nobody seeing my booty hole ever. And I will say, licking it's kinda, balls and licking booty hole for a living. How do you do it? It's kind of fun to look at a girl's booty hole for sure, but <laughs> I don't. <clears throat> I don't understand it when a woman is into it. Like when a woman wants stuff inside of her booty hole, I'm like, yo, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's wild. Yeah. That's for gay dudes. No, that's that's for gay guys. Is it, is it for gay guys? You're basically a homosexual man. If you, and and what of it? And yeah. what of it? I will not be judged. Just like I will not allow my my LGBTQ allies to be judged for the same. Yeah. But I just can't do that in front of people. It's weird and gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a girl. I had a girl once who like we we you know I did some you know we did a little of that some butt the butt stuff nothing I did Booty not put my I did not put my penis in her butt but. No. What was happening, her reaction to what was happening was I was like, you enjoy this this much? Because I know what this feels like, and it doesn't, 
for me it does not elicit the same uh sounds that you're making but yeah i just sent you a link on the uh instagram i'm so surprised that you've never heard of sukiana i might have yeah let me see it's it's very uh it's she's uh alive suki sukiana suki sukihana Sukiyana, my penis. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Who is this? Suki with the good coochie. <laughs> this uh, this do-ragged gentleman is, appears to be performing cunnilingus on... Well, no, it's, it's the uh, audible. What? Like, you have to hear it. Like, hearing it is the part. Like, it that's... looks like the, like the female version of Crip Mac. <laughs> it's the hearing it. The the ad libs that she kisses Whoa. is <laughs> oh <laughs> that sounds very wet. <laughs> Wait, like her ad libs are crazy. That's <laughs> but she's also a rapper. Like she has in her first rap video, like the one that really put her on a map. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. God damn. <laughs> damn, black people have very aggressive sex. I'm sorry. I've never done that before in my life. I don't know about <laughs> I don't know about no other black folks, but that that's she was calling thought. she was calling the guy eating her pussy a hoax in word. Yeah, the whole that's a bridge too far for me. Sorry. I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna degrade a black man who's eating my vagina God in damn. such a way. I would never. Okay. So what is Sukiyana? I can't wait to watch more of that. So, <laughs> well, she, that was she's cr- a rapper, and her videos, her rap videos that she came out with, like the very one of the very first ones I saw, quote unquote, broke the internet. Uh, because it's basically a porno. It was just like a giant lesbian gangbang with like black women of various shapes and sizes and they were just like a a, a beast with a billion backs just huddled on top of each other just scissoring am, and all kinds I'm of I'm a big stuff. fan of black lesbians. Man, well then Sukiana's your gal. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one porn star Kira Noir, although she got big uh, fake Kira. she got fake tits now. They're yeah, not she does. Yeah, they're not natural perkies anymore. They're big old mm-hmm balloons you know yeah she's um, gonna float into outer space but she but, she na- she nasty, she nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try not to learn their names but sukiana was on oh well, there's kira noir kira noir anna fox jada fire tina fire. oh well, of course i know jada fire she's og yeah jada fire pinky uh caramel uh uh, yeah, Tina, Fi- Tina Fire. Oh, those- Tina Fire's got some big old heavy hangers. Vanessa uh, Blue. They're OGs though. Like I know the OGs. Brit- I know Brittany these new girls. Brittany White. Yeah, I don't uh, know these new girls. Vic- oh, Victoria Cakes. That's a big old Victoria- girl. Victoria Cakes. Victoria Cakes is a big old girl. <laughs> big old black girl. <laughs> With a name like Victoria Cakes, she better be. Yeah. Um Victoria Cakes. Yeah. Who's the who's the other one? Um 
you know, there's tons, you know, there's tons of black. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a big bitch right there. That's a big bitch. That's a big bitch right there. Victoria Cakes, my God. Yeah, that's a big old bitch. <laughs> um, <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what's out there. Can't compete with that. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I'm just out here just giving, you know, regular old. I had to, I had to, hunt, I had to like hunt her down because there used to be this banner ad mm. on Pornhub where it was her and Kenzie Reeves, right. and it was just, it was just that Kenzie Reeves is this like eighty pound little white girl, mm-hmm. and it was like Victoria Cake. The banner ad was just like a, a gif of Victoria Cakes like slamming her big fat ass into this white little white woman's face, and I was like, I gotta see this video. Like, ha- <laughs> I, I, I did. Find you. Yeah, I did like detective work. I'm like, who the fuck? I know Kenzie Reeves. Who the fuck is this big black lady with the fat ass? <laughs> and I finally found. Like, it was a, you know, no. I had to, I had to like really put in the work to find out who this was. Like, find that video. It was nice. It was a cool video. It sounds, it sounds horrific. Just in Ken- my Kenzie Reeves getting absolutely fucking dominated by this bitch. It sounds, it sounds like a nightmare in my mm-hmm. opinion. I don't want to be around a naked white woman ever in my life. And I do. I love I naked white women. I'm good on all that. I don't. I don't need it. I don't want to be around uh, too many naked women. Period. So I guess I can't. I'm sort of. I'm sort of a reverse Robert De Niro. I like naked white women. Did Robert De Niro just have a baby at his right? He hand had another. He had another light-skinned baby. Yes. Look at him. Well, good for you, Robert De Niro. Good have you ever you, seen baby. those? Have you ever seen those like photos of him with his like? family his yeah well he used to be with Tukey Smith little cutie pie back in the day um that was the one wife I really liked uh but yeah he's had a slew of uh, black girls he's I got like know. a whole like to... Thomas Jefferson can't get enough like, of them man plantation of <laughs> but that's the Italian dudes they just like us a lot they mm-hmm. some of them be trying to hide it but they they be on it it's weird mm-hmm. it's weird and it's gross a little bit I don't understand it but it is what it is. As long as he's paying bills, girl. And Bobby De Niro is a cute. That's a cute old white man. Like he's always been. He's yeah, always he's been a hottie. One of the hottest men in Hollywood. That's what he's always been a hottie. So you can't really do much better than that girl. Like mm-hmm. even as an old man, he's still a cutie pie. So I'm not mad at it. I would have gave him a baby. Not really. I'm not having anyone's child. If you want, Dee Dee, if you want to make some money, you should have unprotected sex with Robert De Niro. I mean, is that the way I have to do it? That's it not yeah. How I get if my you money. bear, if you bear the child of De Niro, you're set for I'm life. Tr- I'm not trying to get my money on my back. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to do that. That's I could have done that a long time ago if that was my goal. That's not the way for me. I ain't uh, knocking the girls who do it. I'm I'm pro sex worker, but not me, girl. Yeah, not sex worker. I mean, like actually have his child. Oh, just so, be a whore. Yeah, have a have a kid with the guy, so that way he has no, to. No, I'm not anybody's baby. That's he that's, has uh, to put you in the will. You know, at that point, those stakes are too high. Have a baby, something I have to take care of. I got to get a responsibility. You don't have to take care of it. It's Robert De Niro's baby. There's like <sighs> a team of people that are going to take care of this baby. Still, like I have to push life out of my body. Nope. No, they got all the Hollywood science to extract this baby from. Oh, so they teleport it? They teleport. Yeah, it out they of got they got like Hogwarts magic that they do or whatever. You <laughs> they, know, have, I, they have the Star Trek technology. Yeah, just... 
beam it up. How are these fucking bitches in Hollywood have a baby and still have like flat stomachs and shit like Ozempic. that? Ozempic. Ozempic, yeah. And with Wegovi and um, uh, tummy tucks and invasive procedures. Yep. That's how. But um, I'm not doing any of them. But I guess that's a good place to end it. That's a good place. Yeah, we said happy. we we said we were going to try and keep it at two hours, and we've done almost three. But anyway, Damn it. I thought we were doing good. But anyway, goddamn <clears throat> it, goddamn. Uh, anyway, folks, this has been. I ne- I never even announced the show, but who cares? Double it's D's. In, you didn't. You just went right in. It'll be in the title. Double D's with DDT and Dalton. Uh, big fake, big big old titties. Double D's. Yeah. <laughs> Only on the Billionaire Podcast Network. Ka-ching, bing, 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 Go to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Cornfed with Dalton Peru is really good access. Give us 58 more of your dollars, you I mean, honestly, at, at this point, this is the Patreon, because I'm going to, like, chop this in half. So, what, you know, whatever. It'll be in the mm-hmm. show description. Anyway, uh, thank you, Dee Dee. I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, audience, I love you. And uh, end. <laughs>